Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Filmiac Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And I'm JR. This week we're talking Kevin's pick, A Walk in the Clouds, the 1995 romantic drama from Alfonso Arau. Uh, I'm, you know, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. Mm. Is he now? You know what I wanted to look up about this guy? Is he Spanish or Italian? He's Mexican. Okay, mm. because you know there are Italian people playing Mexican people in this movie, right? Yeah. So I wasn't sure which direction he was coming from, but um, yeah, starring Keanu Reeves, ninety-five, the sort of height of his powers, almost really. So, um, <laughs> we'll also be talking other stuff we watched, maybe a couple of trailers. How's it going, Kevin and JR? It's going good. I found out yesterday, mm-hmm. not found out, I realized yesterday that I will be missing the Oscars, which are a week from tonight, and I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm crestfallen about it. Why are you missing them? I'm going to a play. And, uh, you know, whatever. What are you singing? Hamilton. Finally, finally seeing Hamilton. I, that's why I didn't say it at first. I knew, I knew this guy would make fun of me. I knew it. No, it's fine that you want to see Hamilton. I mean, I don't understand why you want to see Hamilton, but it's fine that you do. It's weird to me that you would sacrifice the Oscars for Well, because I know how important it is to you to watch the Oscars since you've watched every movie that's been nominated. We bought the uh, not licorice pizza yet. Um, oh well. We, mm. I mean, we <laughs> bought these tickets in 2019, and uh, oh. oh wow, they were for April 2020, and they got rescheduled a couple times. And uh, it's like they just kind of put us on this night. It's the last night that the the play is uh, playing mm. in Denver. And uh, it's just right when it's right when it'll ruin my life. Yeah, that's brutal. If you guys text me winners while I'm in Hamilton, I'd be pissed because I'm gonna oh. watch a show when I Wait, get home. I won't. I won't do that then. No, I mean you could always. Uh, yeah, you could just like pull an all nighter and just watch the telecast right when you get home. Yeah, I mean, you know, I might. I might. We'll see. Mm. It's gonna be hard not. To. It's gonna be. You have to stay off your phone, man. It's gonna be hard to avoid. Hearing who won, if you go on Facebook at all or Instagram at all. No, it's going to be, uh, people are saying it's going to be Coda now, which is weird and hilarious. Coda? It's not going to win. No. It won the the PGA last night. Uh, It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No movie with this few... Uh, Oscar nominations has won since Grand Hotel in 1932, um, but you know, people just really want to reward this uh, Netflix, you know, teen rom-com style movie that uh, is really like attempting to be nothing more than that. I don't, I don't understand uh, like how this is campaigned for Best Picture. There are a couple good performances in it, but it is like it's just some basic middle brow stuff but that's what the oscars award so it's okay i mean that is true i mean i wouldn't expect anything more from them Mm. besides like when they i'm hoping parasite right right yeah or birdman i loved it when they won birdman won (laughs) (laughs) i know jared didn't like that Birdman, Um, (laughs) birdman is i don't like birdman but it's interesting it is not i know 
It is not a mass appeal film in mm, any way. That is true. That is true. Well, let's. Uh, did you guys watch the trailer for Tokyo Vice? I oh, meant yeah. to, but then I forgot. <laughs> you just Kevin, forgot Kevin, about Michael Mann? <laughs> yeah, especially How since I was the forget? one who sent the text, like, hey, is there any trailers? You know? <laughs> I know, right? Classic Kevin. <laughs> This is the uh, this is the return of Michael Mann in a big way. Um, yeah. I think it's like a long gestating sort of passion project for him, and uh, it stars the guy from uh, West Side Story that everybody hates. Oh, Ansel Ansel Elgort. Mm. Yeah, stars Ansel Elgort as a journalist in Tokyo. I think it's like in the nineties. Am I wrong about that, Jr.? Did you read anything about it? I want to say I read that it was in the nineties. I have not read anything about it. I don't really want to. I want no, to watch I, it. I, I don't want to read about it. Of course. Of course. I believe it's a period. It's based on a 2009 book. So I think it's based in the... Oh, cool. I think it's like the... Uh, this true story actually happened in the 90s. But anyways. Mm. Also stars uh, Ken Watanabe, who, you know, he's pretty reliable. Yeah. And uh, it's about a journal, crime journalist who uh, tries to infiltrate, like... The police and the Yakuza, I think, essentially. That's what they get from the trailer, anyway. Mm. And uh, maybe gets into some trouble. Gets in a little bit over his head. Mm. Yeah, it's, And I'll say that... So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's it's really unclear from the trailer what this guy's motivation is. Like, why he would want to, like... Why infiltrating the, the Yakuza is, like, the most... Or, like, most efficient way to, to make his name as a reporter. I don't know. This... I'm sure it'll get into it, but I'm like, this just seems reckless and stupid. Definitely. And I I can't help but notice the distinct lack of sort of what we come to expect from Michael Mann, the video aesthetic, the digital video, you know, mm. and also the sort of like gunfights. Like there's no gunfights in this, in this trailer. And you would, I mean, I don't know. I really expected to see some kind of like hint at some kind of, great action sequence and all they have is that knife fight in the middle which could be promising i'll but, take that mm, i'll take that you know yeah i mean i would take it too and i assume that are guns a thing maybe in it's japan? like harder f- exactly yeah maybe it's like harder for them to get their hands on weapons right. in japan or something but i mean i'm sure the yakuza has you know assault rifles and whatever but like I, I, if it's like going for the like the more like if he's trying to be like Heat instead of Miami Vice, mm-hmm. then it's probably going to be like less gunplay. If that's you know the reality of yeah, uh, who knows? Japan. I mean, it is a TV show, mm. and it does have the word Vice in the title. So, well, I, mean, I I think like people forget that he was involved in Miami Vice. You know, that is true. Be- I mean, before he made you know his own movie of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would just be hoping for more, like the gunfight in Miami Vice, that last gunfight. Like, that's good stuff. I'd like to see more things like that. But, you know, I'm still excited to see this uh, regardless. I know he's not, he's also, I don't believe, directing uh, all the episodes. I think he's just directing the pilot, maybe the last episode. Mm. Pulling a David Fincher Mm. that way. Do you like Ansel Elgort? Me? Yeah. Uh, Wait, did you like him in West Side Story uh, or anything? I think else? he's fine in West Side Story. I don't understand why people. Hate, I mean, I understand why people hate his guts because of like the assault allegations and stuff. Uh-huh. But like, as far as like his acting ability, 
I think he's he's fine in West Side Story. I remember I just hate Baby Driver, so I don't know if I could judge him properly in that. And I think he I like I like the way he looks in this trailer. I like the long hair. Well, and that's and the suit. I like the long hair. <laughs> like, I it's good. I'm just worried that they cast him because he's tall and they wanted to like oh, yeah. do tall tall American in a stereotypically short country even. Mm, sure. That's not totally I could see accurate. That. But. Well, I mean, he is sort of when they probably probably when they started working on this, he was probably like the. They thought he was going to be up and coming, you know. Maybe they thought by the time he comes out, he'll be a huge star and they'll get a lot of ratings. But now it's kind of backfired on them because I feel like most people hate this guy now. I don't know if if um, Fault in Our Stars didn't make him didn't catapult him to massive success back in what was that like twenty. 14 15 yeah yeah like a while ago he's he's had his time to become a massive star you know well i mean he uh i mean if 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 i know i agree i mean he's he's he was in a very big movie baby driver was a big movie and Mm. then he was in west side story which should have been big but wasn't Mm. like it bombed and uh so i think i mean he's they're still giving him leading roles so he's still uh yeah, you know, maybe this is like his. I feel like this is like his last shot. You know. Well, this <laughs> yeah. is like. Uh, oh shit, I can't. Remember. What's the name of that actor? The uh, Taylor. Taylor Kitch. from uh, Hicks. Kitch, yeah. Mm. You know, it's like Kitch. Hollywood yeah. just like kept giving Taylor Kitch a chance to to make it big, and just it kept mm. not working. Mm. Uh, and it just it feels like this is a. Uh, feels like they're doing this with Ansel also. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, they also did so, this with uh, Ryan Reynolds, and then uh, it finally clicked. So we'll see. Well, they picked the only role he could possibly work in. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um, the uh, the director Michael Mann's directing the pilot, and then every other episode is directed by the guy who did Short Term Twelve and uh, Shang Chi. Hmm. I Dan- Destin Daniel Cretton. I mean, I like Short Term Twelve a good bit, and. I like Shang-Chi more than most Marvel movies, so whatever. He also did, but he's all, let's see, he also did The Glass Castle and Just Mercy. I didn't see those, yeah. I don't need to see those no. to know. <laughs> I don't even know, you know what, what I mean? uh, I don't know. I, I don't, well, sorry, yes. I don't even know what Glass Castle is. I, I don't. That's the one with Brie Larson and um, Woody Harrelson. It's like about the father-daughter, like she, they were homeless or something. I don't know. It's like a manipulative you know mm. you know how those are he also did that movie i am not a hipster <laughs> which is interesting because we just talked about how much of a hipster jr is <laughs> before we started recording <laughs> sounds like a movie for me i'll rent that immediately you should watch this yeah i remember seeing the trailer for this it's from 2012 he's like a singer songwriter in uh in san francisco so definitely a hipster so i guess it's an ironic title i don't know anyway right. um yeah so Tokyo Vice. We'll see. Mm. Its first episode airs April seventh. Actually, according to this, the first three episodes come out April seventh, and then two weeks later, two more episodes. That well, that feels right. weird. It, it's like according to this, it's like every two weeks they're releasing like three episodes. That's that's insane. according to IMDb right now. Mm. That's like a, that's true. That's like a. Well, if that was like on regular TV, it'd be like a, we want this to fail, so we're doing something insane. But <laughs> mm. it's, on, it's on a streamer, so it probably doesn't matter. Right. Right. It's like a Max original, right? It's not even going to yeah. be on HBO, right? Mm. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, anyway, I think I mean I thought that's the future. Anyways, I mean HBO is going to die out. Yeah, I mean, wasn't uh, wasn't Justice or not? Uh, sorry, fuck. <laughs> John John the John Cena show wasn't that a HBO oh, Peacemaker Max? or was that mm. on? Barely? Yeah, I think so. No, I think that's I think that's a match. And the, the flight attendant is HBO Max exclusive, and that's been a big hit for them. And mm-hmm. the um, the Batman spinoffs are going to be Max originals also. Oh yeah, the Arkham one and the Penguin show. Um, but they are they did just announce season three of or season four of True Detective with Barry Jenkins at the held at the helm. No, he's a. Nice. Uh, I thought Issa Gonzalez was actually directing, and he was producing. Well, he's executive producer. I mean, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be in charge okay. of like the whole thing. Right, sorry. But so Pizzolatto is ste- stepping down. Hopefully. Who knows, man? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who could care about this show at this point? Like, I mean, is anybody interested in this? Like, I do, I do no. not care. I mean, I liked season three. It wasn't perfect, but I, I liked did not. It. I did not like season three. Oh. What I saw of it, I stopped watching midway through. Oh, guys, what a bummer. I feel like I've been watching a lot of television. And I don't mm. know uh-huh. what to do about it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Just stop. Just don't do it. Don't admit it. Don't deny it. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right. <laughs> no, what have you been watching? I'd, that's. This is weird. Like I don't log the TV I watch in any way. And it's mostly just like forgetful or like forgettable junk. So I, I honestly mm-hmm. like forget. Like I watched Hawkeye. Not good. It was oh. bad. I watched, mm. as I keep joking about on text with you guys, I watched the Reacher series, which was silly and entertaining. I watched, uh, I've been watching Severance on Apple, which I honestly love. Oh, yeah, you love Severance. Mm. I love it. Yeah. And I, yeah, just watch other, I've been watching How I Met Your Father with my wife. That's bad. Don't watch that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. Do you know they tried to make How I Met Your Father with Greta Gerwig like back in the day? Yeah, they they filmed a pilot. It wasn't picked up. And it can you imagine like wow how her life has changed by that? Like I mean, if they had picked up that pilot, you think she would have ever like gotten into the directing scene? I mean, she probably would have directed the show, maybe mm. like episodes of the show. Yeah, I mean, this is she kind of dodged a bullet, really. I, yeah, I really I think, think she true. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that show would have only lasted a season or a half season anyway, but yeah, I think it was for the best mm. that that show was not picked up. Although it had to have been better. That version of the show had to have been better than what's on now. I would guess so, just because it had the How I Met Your Mother like, guys making it. Uh, mm-hmm. This version does not. I'm really not a fan of uh, of Hilary Duff, but... Mm. Uh, you know, I whatever. My thoughts on this show are not worth anyone's time. So let's we'll move on. <laughs> of course, sure. Have you watched Love Is Blind? No, definitely not. Is that a reality show? <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, no, no way in hell. I'm I watched both it. seasons. I Actually, watched both seasons based back to back. <laughs> I, I, I say I wouldn't watch a reality show, but I did watch two episodes of Is It Cake last night uh, on Netflix. Oh no, I can't do that. Uh, no way. That's, I mean, the premise is golden. They just like there are two things, and you have to guess which one is cake and which one is real. Uh, do they show the people making the cakes? They do. Yeah, that's the majority of the show. It's a it, oh. it's and a baking you, show. Like, no, then. Well, the sort of in the first episode, like 
they showed kind of the final products that they made before the judges tried to guess. In the second episode, they mm-hmm. really kept that hidden from you, so you also weren't quite sure which one was cake. Uh, I'll be honest, all the things they make look like things and not like cake. I'm I, sure they do. Cakes, I'm just these like... cakes don't look good because they don't look like food. It's like, I don't want to eat cake <laughs> that looks like a shoe. Right. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I, w- I will never watch that. But you sh- yeah, you shouldn't. That's fine. Mm. Um, what about the new Linklater film trailer, Apollo Ten and a Half? <laughs> Did you guys watch this one? Uh, no. Did you Kevin tell forgot. us to watch yeah. this? <laughs> I said the new Linklater. Oh. You didn't watch that? Sorry, guys. I d- <laughs> oh, forget about it. Then I, I guess. No, it's really a rotoscope film, though. It's. It's his third uh, rotoscope. It's follow up to Scanner Darkly. Mm. You know, I mean, it's not like that at all. It's like a children's film about the Apollo missions, but, mm. <laughs> you know, and the life in the '60s in uh, Houston, where he, I guess, did he grow up in Houston? I thought he was from Austin. I don't know if he. I don't know. I, I think mean, he, he went to school in Austin. Austin. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, he was probably raised in. Maybe Houston. he grew up in. Right, maybe he's raised in Houston and then went to school. Mm. I don't know. Shit, this comes Anyways, out. Anyways, the trailer looks okay. This comes out in a- April first. That's soon. All right. It's a Netflix movie, right? I think it's yeah. yeah so, it is. You know, I'll definitely be watching it. Mm. I don't know how good it'll be. I feel like Linklater's pretty hit or miss these days, but mm. you know, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry we didn't watch the trailer. I'm no sorry. man, don't worry about it. It's not, really, honestly, it's inconsequential compared to Tokyo Vice. I think that's the big drop, you know. Mm. Even Michael Mann, the guy has been gone for years. He hasn't made a fucking thing since Black Hat. I know, I'm, and that movie sucked. I'm ready. So. I'm ready for him to be back and hopefully making something good. Me too. Yeah. So let's jump into what we watched. Uh, who wants to go first? See, I have a, I've got a bunch of, uh, of crap to talk about, so I'll go first. Cool. Um, I'm gonna call uh, today's episode for Jr. Uh, Disney is my daddy. I uh, <laughs> watched a lot of family-friendly content, which is not typically what mm-hmm. I do, but uh, yeah, finally caught up with Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home, which uh, I don't know. It's even reading just a little bit about it, you know exactly what's coming. You know that there are going to be multiple Spider-Mans. You know that they are going to be, you know, the the villains from the first uh, two iterations of the series. And uh, in the first, like, hour, it's kind of cool setting up those villains showing up. And then the second, I, or, like, the final hour where the other Spider-Mans show up, it's kind of lame. Their, uh, their banter isn't awesome. Uh, but whatever. This is this was an entertaining uh, little little movie that got really stupid at the end. Mm. You know, like a typical Marvel movie. I, I did like it. It had less of like the CGI bullshit ending than most of these Marvel films do, but it's still CGI bullshit, so it's okay. I watched the last forty minutes of this movie on YouTube. What? Uh, from China, it was like a bootleg from China on YouTube, and it was gone like fifteen, like fifteen minutes after I watched it, it was gone. And it was in, and it was in like seven minute segments. 
<laughs> it was really bizarre. And you could, it was like somebody like with with their phone like filming from the back of the house. Like you could tell it wasn't even like stable. Wow. And I, I think I watched it without audio also because I don't care. But I just was like, uh, this was before it even came out in the states. And just one morning it was just all over YouTube, and I watched it. And uh, yeah, I was just I wanted to know if they, you know, because leading up to its release, Andrew Garfield and Toby were sort of like saying that they weren't in it, yeah. you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. they definitely are. So I want to well, see. Yeah, I mean, and then they were. They, yeah, they, and, they uh, were. And it, it looked pretty lame, to be honest. So <laughs> well, the last forty minutes. I mean, once we've established the multiple Spider-Man is the, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of the lamer section of the movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's really like, boring. They can't just have this fucker. end. of course we have to like make everything really complicated for Spider-Man going forward. It's, and, uh, you know, I'm sure that'll tie into every new Marvel project coming down the line. It's just, that stuff is annoying, but I really, the, the reintroduction of like Doc Ock and Green Goblin and even like the, the Jamie Foxx electrocution guy? Electro. Said, there we go. Thanks. Uh, some of that stuff was cool. I don't know. I liked, mm. I liked that part. Mm. Cool. Mm. You, didn't, you didn't see that That's part. Cool. You only watched the last 40 minutes. I saw <laughs> Electro doing something at the end there. He was... Flying around, shooting electricity. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, stupid I, no, that's crap. that's exactly what he was fighting doing on at a the end. generic scaffolding set. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that wasn't generic scaffolding. That was scaffolding around the um, Statue of Liberty, to which they were adding a Captain America shield. Wow. Don't don't worry. They they did not destroy the Statue of Liberty, but they definitely destroyed the shield and the scaffolding. So. <laughs> Crisis averted. Mm. So they essentially <laughs> destroy the parts that are new, and then the Scatter Liberty is the exact same as it was before? Yeah. Nice. Okay. They Also ripping off uh, X-Men 1, mm. which had its climactic battle on the Statue of Liberty. But Were, uh, you know, that movie was like 22 years ago. No one, no one remembers that. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know about that. Disney Disney doesn't want you to remember that because they're gonna do their own X Men shit. They put it coming, on. Uh, it, it's on Disney Plus. Soon. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> uh, fair fair enough. Um, okay, Kevin, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so speaking of Willem Dafoe, I watched Odd Thomas with uh, mm. Dafoe and Anton Yelchin, R.I.P. Forgot how good he is, like yeah, he's great. Yeah, the late great. Yeah, like uh, so Odd Thomas is about this dude. He like he can see ghosts, and they kind of like lead him to the people that are responsible for them dying, and so he's um. More ghosts start showing up. More shit starts hitting the fan, and he's got to like solve solve this mystery, um, and you know try not to die in the process or get sucked into a hell dimension. Um, and I wasn't crazy about like I wasn't crazy about some of the dialogue, and I wasn't crazy about the score. But the movie itself is actually pretty good. Um, and again, like Defoe can just he can do anything. You drop him into any film, and he's going to be good, no matter what he's doing. 
so yeah, uh, I'd say it's worth a watch. He rocks. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever watch Odd Thomas. Who directed Odd Thomas? Uh, it's like, oh, did Stephen Joe Dante Summers. do this thing? No, Stephen oh, Summers. Stephen Summers. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Summers. Yeah. The guy directed the uh, fucking uh, the Mummy movies. The Mummy, right? Well, the first and, two, at least. And Van Helsing. Yeah. Oh, he did and, that. Ooh. and the first G.I. Joe movie with Marlon Wentz. It's great. Didn't he do. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Did he. Did no, he, he did Predator the second two also. Sorry, no, he did the second. Hopkins, never mind. Yeah. So, correction, he did the second GI Joe movie. I'm so sorry, the one with <laughs> The Rock and Brendan Fraser's cameo. Sorry, sorry. About oh, that. Okay. isn't that the one where isn't that the one where people they don't people think that one's generally pretty good? Do I don't they? know. I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. People hate the first one, but they like the second one. Mm. I don't know. All right. Well. uh... Do you want to talk about the Batman, Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have that on my list. I forgot that I went to a theater <laughs> and saw Batman. Forgot you went to yeah, see a three-hour film. <laughs> yeah, the biggest I, I, release of 2022. God, and I felt, about I felt so dirty. I was like, my, my first time in a theater since September. And I was like, I'm going to give my money to this bullshit. <laughs> Which I liked. I liked it. But I'm just like, I feel so dirty <laughs> not giving my money to anything except a fucking superhero movie. JR went into it thinking, this movie is garbage. I don't, I hate this movie. What can they do with Batman? They haven't already done. And the answer to that is not much. But you know what? They can make it more dark and more sinister and have. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and have a <laughs> cameo. Uh, uh, and have, uh, you know, pretty dark, disturbing s- killings by a depraved lunatic play overplayed by Paul Dano. Mm. And I think it all amounts to uh, a pretty fun little little ride that I thought three hours through by- flew by. Mm. Am I wrong, I, It's It's weird that I did not have a problem with the three hours. I I honestly like the most surprising thing is that I came out of that like that wasn't too long, mm, <laughs> even yeah, though it it is like objectively too long. But right, um, <laughs> I don't know. I you know it's like in theory it's like th- this movie that totally co-ops my emo style and uh, and is really just like it's just seven, like that's all it is. It's just a PG thirteen seven uh, with Batman. And like, That's fair. That shouldn't well, that shouldn't work, and it mostly works. Yeah, I mean, it's I if, I if I have the biggest problem I have with it, I have a problem with the fact that it is PG thirteen because it there are moments when it really you can see the censorship, <laughs> like you can see the parts where their hands are tied and they can't do things that they obviously want to do. Matt, Matt Reeves said it was always then, supposed to be PG-13. He said he knew going I'm sure in. it was, but I mean, I'm sure it was supposed to be PG-13 because I'm sure they have a mandate from the studio that hmm. it has to be PG-13, but that's not, you know, I'm saying like, you've got, okay, I mean, this is my go-to. I've been telling everybody about this, but like the penguin is in his car being chased through this, the interstates of Gotham by Batman, and he 
is alone in his car screaming at the Batman and he calls him a freaking psycho. A freaking well, psycho? Who says freaking? It's, it's so <laughs> fourth grade. I mean, it's so sad that they wasted their like their PG-13 fuck on like the, the yeah. police chief in the first detective scene or whatever. I was yeah. like, that, what a I shitty agree. time to use I that. I agree. Mm. I did. I did like hearing it, but at the same time, I agree. It's like it's like that's this. Who is well, this guy? Like but he gets the f word. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's also it's also like a tease for something that we'll never get again. You know, it's like mm-hmm. like we're we're gonna get that's like true. this this harsh language reality kind of deal, and then we don't because that was the only time we're allowed to say fuck to keep the PG thirteen rating. Mm. It would have been nice to hear Batman say the the fuck at some point. Yeah, like if he had just told Catwoman, like, let's fuck. <laughs> it's obviously not what emo uh they wouldn't Batman have gotten would say, away with the pg-13 yeah if they used it in a in a sexual sense they wouldn't have gotten away with the pg-13 they would give them an r they would not have so they're uh they're puritanical at the mpaa mm. or the mpa i guess it is now mm. i enjoyed it though i thought the uh i think i agree with you the the whole seven angle works the other big problem i have with it besides the pg-13 thing is that it sort of wears the seven zodiac references on its sleeve like it doesn't do anything to hide these things in fact it directly lifts dialogue from seven at certain points <laughs> it's really that now like that's really annoying to me because i'm watching like why you couldn't like write around this a little bit and then you gotta, like you've got to have them finding paul dano's uh composition notebooks with all the scribbly writing and then read oh, them and they no. sound exactly like what john doe writes it's just it's, it's just goofy it's the same shit oh and mm. yeah i and john doe john doe is not the, the way they characterize the riddler as an incel Good idea. I have no problem with that. That's oh, yeah. like that's a smart way to make it current. But John, like John Doe, is not an incel, so they they shouldn't be the same person. Like they should be a separate, <laughs> right? You know, like Paul. I don't know. Paul Dano shouldn't, shouldn't be. He shouldn't be keeping notebooks. They should be looking at his blog, which they do, I guess, or they see like videos yeah. of postership. They, mm. You know, what I mean, he'd be putting that shit out into the into he's the got, internet. He's got his it's twenty twenty two his dark web TikTok, uh, exactly. Yeah. Which honestly, like that's. You know, I I would guess that most people I've listened to and read, like the the thing that keeps us from like going up another level is is probably the ending and the way the Riddler internet stuff is introduced kind of late and uh, like his followers and such. It's like that's just I don't know. Thought that stuff was kind of lame, but I thought it was especially lame with the the sequence, like the uh, the Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm, sequence mm-hmm. just like totally didn't work for me. You know, I feel we got like a couple it's, good visuals, but sure. I feel like Reeves, it's his way of like he wants to have that typical Batman fight against henchmen at the end of the film, and this is his way of getting to that. We'll have these, you know, these crazy incels like following Paul Dano's lead. What I don't understand is like, I mean, that the the that sequence at the end whatever i don't know it wasn't spectacular it's it's definitely the least interesting action sequence of the entire film yeah and um but what i don't understand is like the 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 actual like thought process of like the people those those internet troll guys who gather there to do this why they are i guess they're dressed like him as an homage to him but i don't get the saran wrap 
Do you like the plastic wrap on their heads? Like, what is that? Like, uh, no, I, I don't get that. I, I don't know. And when they un when they unmask the guy, at first I was like, that looks like Paul Dano. Like, are we trying to say that Paul Dano escaped prison and he's there? No, I mean, I'm no. sorry to spoil this for anybody. So, I mean, you know, but it's like it's like is he like is he there? And then it's like I read later that it's uh, it's actually the uh, it's supposed to be the guy he runs into at the funeral, the guy who's like talking about how much he. Is angry about really? the situation in Gotham? Yeah, I didn't. And I, I, I don't know. That, I didn't recognize. I don't know those, if that's true either. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize that as. The <laughs> same I because they seem to focus on the guy's face like he's somebody. I don't know. Who knows? But it's just yeah, that, I found that whole thing very confusing. But I like the idea that Batman's sort of like he's like this dark, disturbed individual who sort of like treats being Batman as like a project and also like a curse. And then at the end, he sort of becomes an actual, like he becomes a hero, which is a little bit cliche, but it's like, you know, he leads all these people out into the safety and everything. And he sort of saves the day, which I thought was like, again, it's like, it's like, it's corny, but I don't know. It sort of works. What I worry about the sequel when it's going to oh, be, yeah. where he's going to be that, that character, this, you know, like he'll be the hero of the city the whole time. Well, and, and be as dark or and, brooding, you know, he's been, it's been brought to light. Or people have brought it to to light for him that uh, you know he should be using that Wayne money for more humanitarian stuff. So it's like we're probably gonna sure. get more Bruce Wayne. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it seems like it would become a just more traditional Batman movie uh, based on how it ends. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I just how dark this was and the kind of gothic design of everything. It's where it's like gothic inspired by tim burton but not as cartoonish like it, it was all really cool mm. i hope uh yeah hope they can find a way to keep all of that while also having some more bruce wayne shit i mean i thought the script was i mean aside from the the seven dialogue dumps you know in certain scenes i thought the script was like really good actually like a lot of the banter was like pretty solid without being like you know typical superhero stuff um, I really like the like the the relationship between him and uh, Gordon. How they were like sort of like Sherlock Holmes and Watson almost. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, it was almost like he was like Robin in this movie, sort of. You know, like they would be going around <laughs> trying to solve the crimes and stuff. And I thought they're you know all the stuff you read about it being like fo- it's focused on detective work. I mean, it's not like it's a procedural or anything. It's not like it's a uh, you know, it's not seven. It's not actually seven. It's like it's a superhero seven. So it's not going to be entirely focused on that but it does it does spend a lot more time on that on clues and figuring stuff out than a lot of uh previous batman films which i could appreciate mm. i would love for it to be an actual procedural you know they're running dna tests they're doing <laughs> fingerprints <you know? laughs> this goes back to the lab <laughs> well, that would cave. be batman the animated uh, series yeah exactly well i was uh, how'd you feel about Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the, the sequel should adopt more of a CSI aesthetic. Like, we've done the, the seven thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not CSI. No, no. no, no. Actual. Not, not, not TV. Um, how'd you feel about Paul Dano's performance? <clears throat> I enjoyed him. I, I got really nervous in the prison. Where I was like, oh, is Dano about to go too big here? And he, he inches up toward the line, for sure. Uh, but I, I yeah, that's a good way works. to say it. He's like on a razor's edge during that scene. Like he's so close to being ridiculous. I think a lot of people probably think he is ridiculous. 
during that scene, but I don't know. I think I, it pretty much works. I'd have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure it works. Mm. I, I enjoyed the scene. So I mean, this is going to be. I, I'll tell you. Sorry. I was just going to say I'll tell you the, the person I was I was sort of let down by was Peter Sarsgaard, and I mean maybe it's just because like he didn't have a whole lot to do in the movie, but I don't know. It was something about his performance. It was kind of a weird character for him. Like you, yeah, he does menacing so well that it's like it's almost strange when he shows up in that in that club. You think he'll probably be some kind of villain, and he's he's not a good guy, obviously, but he's also like a like he's scared, he's nervous. It's it's just not. It's like a weasel. Yeah, it's not how you typically see him. Uh, But it's also, I had no idea he was going to be in the movie. That was a very small part. Um, yeah. You know, good for him. What about uh, Tur- mm-hmm. Turturro? John, you know, I didn't... I, didn't <laughs> I, I, I love John Turturro. I didn't love him in this. But I. But also, I kind of don't like the whole... I mean, this is the less interesting aspect of the film to me. The, all the like the mob connections to to things. I don't want to say too much. I, re- I mean, I realize we're just spoiling the fuck out of this thing. I don't... But yeah, like all the all the mob connections to uh, to Wayne and to Zoe Kravitz's character, I don't know how much I care about any of that. I was sure. always fascinated when Colin Farrell was on screen. I liked him as the Penguin a lot. Yeah, I loved all the stuff in the club, like when Batman goes to the club to talk to the Penguin. That shit rocked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, you're just a. Uh... I just think. It, Overall, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. It's dropping on HBO Max April 19th, yeah. and I will be there to watch it immediately. You're not a mythology guy. You don't, you don't like setting up mythologies, backstories. You're just not into it. I just don't care. Like, don't we? Don't we know it? Don't we know these characters? They've existed for like 80 years. Like, we don't mm. need backstory on these people. Like, I don't give a fuck. Everybody knows what happened to Batman. Everybody knows. Who Catwoman is? Who the Penguin? Like we get well, it. Penguin's and, a bad guy. And they, I don't even know anything about the Penguin. It, He's fine. He's I, a bad you know, guy. <laughs> I, I like that they 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 took time on the history of Batman without focusing on the actual death of the Waynes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't mind any of that stuff. I I I don't I don't mind. I mean, I, what like setting his father's past up and his mother's past up and connecting it to the plot to give him some kind of like personal reason to be in this fight is fine but like they, it just seems like it seems obvious but you know it's fine whatever so they they change they change the name of batman's mm-hmm. mom to connect to something mm-hmm. else in batman I, I like i'm gonna make this the one thing i don't spoil uh the one thing <laughs> uh but they i feel like they clearly do that to set up one of the tv shows and sure I also like the which gives away the spoiler but that's okay <laughs> no, it doesn't. uh they Oh no! It, I kind of I thought it was funny how in the end the penguin is not really important. The amount of time we spend with him is important for them to set up a penguin TV show, uh, right. which I think you know just sort of like a corporate bummer. But his his scene still worked. But it is it's it you like you realize that whole car chase thing was like oh that was really not important to the plot. <laughs> I feel like uh, it was fun, though. Boy, it was fun. It was. I love that great. car chase. Car chase, is and great. I, I think that, um, I think that, uh, I assume he'll show up more in the sequel. Given that he's by the end of the film, he's sort of top dog. 
I think it's kind of set up. But, um, yeah, I thought the score was pretty good. You know, I'm not creaming over it like a lot of people are, but I thought it was solid. I and, uh, actively disliked it in, in sections. Oh, no. Whenever mm. it went sort oh, of... Sections, whenever it, it decided to, like, slow down and just do, like, the acoustic stuff, I was really rolling my eyes. Um, the bigger moments I liked. Yeah. I just felt like it was really, very, uh, like, the Riddler, sort of the... I don't know what what do you call it? It's like played like a uh, like a xylophone or something. It's like it's like it's like bells and shit. It's mm. like all reverby and it just reminded me of like stuff Danny Elfman would do. So I mean, it didn't seem all that original necessarily, but I mean, I thought it was pretty, and I like the big bombastic sort of theme, you know, dun, 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 and like you know that shit. <laughs> that 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 works. I mean, uh, it's fine, and uh, I thought it looked great. I think uh, everybody's talking about Greg Frazier and. Rightfully so. Mm. Dune looked great. This looked great. I look forward to whatever he lenses next. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. And Zoe Kravitz, she's uh, the next big thing, eh? Mm. Kimmy and this, the same year? Same. We're still early We're still early in the year, Weren't too. Weren't they, <laughs> like, two weeks apart? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, they yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, sorry. I feel like Zoe Kravitz is a big deal in this movie. Uh, she is good. Mm-hmm. Catwoman mm. is good. Yeah, I like her. Cool. Yeah, she's great. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I like her a lot. I don't necessarily think. Like, I don't. I don't know that I feel like she's a great actress necessarily, but I very much enjoy her presence mm. on I, screen. I mean, this and Kimmy are probably the first times I've seen her do. A lot on screen. I, I watched the first season of Big Little Lies, and mm. she's important to the plot, but not really important otherwise. Like she doesn't have a ton to do. But uh, mm. yeah, I don't. I haven't seen a bunch with her. I I never saw the High Fidelity show that people apparently like. On it's Hulu. good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Was she, was she it's a not? Huge bummer that it got canceled. But you didn't think she was good in that. <laughs> no, I thought she was great in that. I just she's. But it's like a comedic. I mean, you know, she's like. This guy. I don't know. She's not. She's not doing a why, whole lot of heavy lifting in that why show. Why am I? Like, I'm like, oh, John. Jr. hates comedies, but this guy thinks that comedy <laughs> acting isn't acting. Oh, I hate comedies. Okay. Yeah, John okay. hates I, comedy. I, legitimately, I do not like comedies. So is Kevin the only one that likes comedies? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I guess so. Ugh. Although I may or may not have a comedy deep dive coming up. So. <laughs> I don't know. You'll we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. The first yeah. deep dive for Filmiac was the comedy, so that's true. But that's and that is funny. But that's not a traditional comedy. Uh, I don't like. Uh, I don't know. I don't like. Like I'm not a Will Ferrell fan, for instance. You know, that's, I, don't know I just don't like. That's, I don't like that's Judd good. Apatow. Like I don't give a fuck about these. I don't that's know. great. This doesn't do much for me. Will Ferrell, the only comedian making movies, often produced by Judd yeah. Apatow. So it's great that you've really. You really investigated the genre. <laughs> name name a great comedy in the last five years. Well, that's hard to do. I admit. Exactly, they suck. <laughs> Comedies blow. I don't know. I thought you were gonna, you know, like everything you ever wanted to know about sex, but were too afraid to ask, or you know. So. Well, that's not from the last five years. Yeah, I know, but it's a comedy from the last sixty oh. years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like some Woody Allen movies. I don't. Right. That's I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay. Annie Hall was funny. <laughs> I don't know if I call it a comedy though, to be honest. But uh, 
anyway. Mm. Romantic comedy, I guess. I like some romantic comedies. Mm. So, there is that. Mm. Anyways, uh, I guess we'll jump back to Kevin. Sure. Uh, let's see. So, let's see. So, after watching uh, Son of the White Mare, I watched uh, another movie by the same guy, Johnny Corncob. Um, it's basic. It's based on like uh, an epic poem, and it's about this dude who like has to leave his village and leave his love behind, and he goes and has adventures, and eventually, um, like does a lot of like insane stuff, like taming giants and going to hell and going to heaven and all this other stuff. It's all right. Um, then I finally got around to finishing a Chinese ghost story, which is like, um, it's like part Kung Fu film, part Evil Dead. Um, yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's entertaining. Um, he, he Kung Fu fights zombies in it? It's... Like, there's kung fu action in the film, like Hong Kong kung fu action. But, like, it's it's about, like, this... Uh, Leslie Chung plays this tax collector who, like, is t- completely inept. And one night he ends up at this old temple that's haunted, and he ends up meeting this ghost woman. And he's, like, trying to help her, and this Taoist monk is trying to help him, help her, and, you know... It's wild and like it's it's very very Evil Dead. Um, cool. Um, let's see. I could get into that. Yeah. And let's see. I I haven't been able to find. Um, there's that movie Eros, which is um, Wong Kar Wai, Steven mm-hmm. Soderbergh, and Antonioni. I haven't been able mm-hmm. to find the full movie, but I watched uh, Wong Kar Wai's thing. From it, the hand is that not on canopy? It might be. Um, my Roku got like all is. weirded out, so I gotta look for. Oh wait, it's not. I thought it was because no? Real Good said it was, but it's not on the version of canopy that God. I have. You guys have garbage canopy. This is we a hundred percent do. It must be on. Uh, it's Soderbergh, Soderbergh, and Wong uh, Kar Wai. Mm. Is that what you said? Yeah, Soderbergh, Juan Carwai, and Antonioni. I thought you said somebody else. I'm sorry. Oh. I thought you I mis- misunderstood. Oh. But yeah, um, I feel like this is on... Uh, maybe it's on Hoopla then. No, I guess what says it's on Canopy. It's not on our Canopy, you're saying? Yeah, because I looked for it. Like, like I got off of... I got off Criterion, because the hand is on Criterion, because it was included in the Juan Carwai box set. And mm. so I was like... So I was looking it up on Real Good, and it's like, oh, Canopy. And then I go, and it's not there. Oh, yeah. It says it's not available. Yeah. It Kevin, Kevin, you it can... It blows. What? You can, you can end your search. Just, you don't need to find the rest. If you oh. saw the Wonkar Y part, just, just, leave it, just leave it at that, you know? Oh, that's not, that's not fair. But I want to see the Soderbergh see the one. Thing. That ties into other things I'm going to talk about later. <laughs> okay. I like to see all of them. Yeah. This has been in my watch list for a while. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Um, hmm. 
Is this a deep dive? No. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But uh Yeah. I don't usually deep dive shit I haven't seen. Right. Um But yeah, the hand the hand is very, very good. And just to round this off, um I also watched Chan is missing, which is like mm. it's yeah. So the movie it's 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 okay. I gave it three and a half. Um but like it's very interesting cuz this movie is like part like sort of noir detective film but it's also like part slacker like there's random moments where like people people are just like everyday people are just talking and like having conversations like you would see in like slacker or you know any other like movie from like the late 80s early 90s where like you know people are just talking and like i thought it was really interesting because this movie came was made in like 82 so it predates so much of this stuff by like quite a while i think um yeah so like nice yeah so this this cab driver whose name i forget right now is looking for his friend chan who like he and another friend had given money to. They were going to go into business together with their own cabs, but then Chan disappears. And so they're looking for him. They're like, you know, it's like they talk a lot about like Chinese identity, you know, for immigrants and things. And um, yeah, so it's for sure worth watching. Um, it's funny too, because like, this the dude who made this Wayne Wayne Wong. He like, he does he did this and he did the Joy Luck Club, but then he does a weird filmography, man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to see. Oh, ma- let me check out some of the other stuff that he did. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. I want to see Joy Luck Club because I like the book, but the rest of it is like freaking like. I've made heard good in things Manhattan? about Smoke. Oh. JR saw smoke. Oh, okay. Is that good, JR? No. <laughs> no? You give it a three, you it a three and a half. Fine. <laughs> oh. Harvey Keitel and uh, William Hurt. Yeah. Late great William Hurt. Yeah. I, need to, I need to see Chan is missing. How about uh, Center of the World? Have you guys ever seen that? Mm-mm. That's speaking of Peter Sarsgaard. It's about like a dot com tech guy who like hires a prostitute in Las Vegas. I always wanted to see this. Oh wow! Cool. Never got around to it. Mother, Eighty-eight minutes. Motherfucker mm. did Made in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. This guy's the worst. <laughs> well, another plus about Chan is missing that I forgot about. Seventy-six minutes. And sweet. It's on Criterion right now, and I believe they're like it's coming out on like they're doing a physical of it and like. <coughs> This month? Next month? May? One of those. <laughs> oh, okay. They announced that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was one of the reasons. Like, oh, I didn't know Like, that. I saw it on the channel, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then later on, like, they announced that they were doing it. So, it's like, oh, yeah, let me watch this. Well, I would like to watch uh, Chan is Missing as well. Mm. It uh, has been and also been in my watch list. I thought it was anyway. Maybe it hasn't been. I don't know. I definitely have heard of it, though. Mm, cool. All 
Alright, um, let's see. I watched, uh, The Big Boss. The Bruce Lee film. As part of a, uh, sort of playing catch-up with my last year's. I had too many films to put into my, like, too many films left over that wouldn't fit. So I actually had 54 films on my Criterion list this year. Mm. So this is, like, my 53rd film on my criterion list so I just wanted to get rid of it and it was a real chore because this movie sucks cock um, it's really boring and there are like tons of fights in it but Bruce Lee doesn't fight till like the last five minutes and like obviously the only reason you're watching is to see Bruce Lee fight and he's not like he's not a great actor like I'm not watching him to act you know mm. and uh, it's just really sort of boring story about they work at a factory and they get them a job there and the factory is corrupt and they they they're hiding they're hiding the dope in the ice it's like an ice factory (laughs) (laughs) there's this scene that came up midway through where these two guys find out that they're hiding the heroin or whatever it is in the uh in the ice and uh they go to see the boss and the boss tries to explain to them hey man yeah we're we're smuggling dope in the ice and they're like dope in ice and i sh- the minute it happened i was like holy shit my dad used to say dope in ice when i was a kid like all the fucking time like 10 times a day all day he was like dope in ice <laughs> and then i remember that he this must be what that's from i took a video of it and sent it to him and he was like awesome <laughs> dope in ice. so that's the best thing I could say about this movie is that it gave me a little nostalgic kick but um, other than that it's pretty not great I was surprised at how violent it was mm. like graphically violent like there's a lot of like people getting stabbed and like lots of blood and shit I didn't expect that but I don't know why I didn't expect it and I'm not looking forward to uh, or planning on watching any more Bruce Lee movies ever in my life if I can help it I, this is not for me. I was so, so let down when I watched um, Enter the Dragon again. I was like, this is terrible. Can't do it. And that's the last one, right? So it's like, this is the first one. That's the last one. How how could any of them be good? <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, it only gets worse from there because then it's Game of Death, right. which they had to finish with. Um, oh, right. Game of Death. I forgot. Yeah, it's posthumous. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, brutal, dude. Yeah. Brutal. Not interested. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on Bruce. Can't do it. No, it's only got five fucking movies. I mean, yeah. Ugh. I'll stick to Brandon Lee. Thank you very much. Okay. And Dragon: The Bruce Lee Story, which is decent. Mm. <laughs> um. Anyways, Jr. All right. I um. You know, I was on Disney Plus. Decided to uh to complete some uh, costuming and makeup nomination watching. You know, those are the two Oscar nom- two Oscar categories really close to my heart. Um, so I watched Cruella, uh, Craig Gillespie's uh, reimagining of Cruella de Vil starring Emma Stone. And uh, it's pretty gross. Pretty gross. I don't care that they have like changed Cruella so that she's not a villain and she doesn't hate dogs she's 
nice to the Dalmatians in this movie. Um, that's fine. Mm. Uh, I care that <clears throat> they kind of turn this into, like, it's half-heartedly so many things. It's like a half-hearted revenge thriller. It's a half-hearted, like, heist thing. It just, like, can't commit to what it wants to do. The only thing it commits to is, like, using punk imagery and style for a really gross corporate product. Uh, and the makeup and costume nominations are on a front because they're gross. There's no, there's like no reason for, for this look besides someone just thought it looked cool. Like it doesn't like match with the personality that, uh, Emma Stone's character is cultivating in this movie. It just, nothing fits. Uh, this movie's bad. Uh, it is, of course, set it up for a sequel. I'll uh, be hate watching that whenever that comes out. <laughs> Why? Why don't do that do to it. yourself? Because I yeah. don't respect my own time at all. <laughs> That's terrible, uh, man. Yeah, you it's be ashamed of it's yourself. pretty bad. I, uh, this is. I understand, like Emma Stone, like wanted to like play this kind of edgy part and like do some silly British accent stuff, but this is, can, can we do a couple more drafts, please? Like, this is just, uh, she, has, she has a British accent in the movie. She's British. Yeah. Quella Deville is always British. To, I think I have no, is I, I have no idea. I just made that up. I don't remember. These I, don't, I mean, she might be, I don't know. Is, I, 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 I mean, the movie's the Glenn close is a, uh, producer on this was her Corella Deville. British? I don't remember. See, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, I haven't seen the the animated one, and the, the one with Glenn Close I might have seen when I was, like, you know, nine or something. Mm. The, but I don't remember. The animated movie is set in London, so I'm mm. guessing I they were British in there, but I, I don't remember their Probably, their yeah. No, who, who could give a fuck? I, I don't know why I mean, we're talking really, about it. I, I don't I have any I idea. I don't either. You brought it up, asshole. <laughs> I promise my uh, when, it, when it comes back around to me on my next turn, I've, I've got something I like to talk about. Cool. I swear. I swear. Did I, did, I didn't skip you. You did absolutely I? did. did. I, it actually, but I, it was your turn? I didn't bring it up because uh, I was like, we're in danger of making this a bit. Uh, John no. skipping me. So I, I didn't, so I didn't bring dude, it up. I, don't, I shouldn't be the host. You guys should host. Somebody else host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. All right. So it's Kevin's turn then. I guess. Okay. Um, we'll just stay in this. We'll stay in this uh, Kevin, John, JR, Kevin, John, JR. Sure. Bit. Okay. okay. Since that's where we're at. Yeah. And we're almost done anyway. Yeah. So um, so I watched a couple of Soderbergh films. Uh, first one mm-hmm. first one being Contagion, which mm-hmm. watching it, you know, watching it after having gone through something extremely similar in real life. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, you know. There, there were parts of it. It was like, hmm, this is this is kind of making me uncomfortable because this is very, like, um, you know, very kind of true to life. Um, obviously, Contagion, like, it's a little more extreme. The disease itself is more extreme. The people doing things are, you know, like rioting and stuff. You know, that's a little more extreme because it's a movie, but. It's not too dissimilar from what was happening, you know, with uh, with COVID. 
um, you know, like, uh, like lockdowns, quarantines, uh, runs on grocery stores, um, people just freaking out, you know. Um, I remember this movie was all over the place on the letterbox, uh, like the first week of quarantine, like everybody was watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. On my on my feed, everybody I follow was watching. It's crazy. I mean, you can you can see why if you watch the movie. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, I wouldn't say that it's great. It's you know, it's good. It's solid. Um, it's just there's nothing you know spectacular about what's going on. Um, Matt Damon's good. Um. Lawrence Fishburne, Kate Winslet, you know, everybody's good. Um, sure. These are good actors. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be good. I like Jude Law in it. I remember liking him a lot. Oh, yeah, it, but yeah. Who knows? It's been 10 years since I've seen the fucking thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so then the second one was I finally got around to watching Magic Mike. And it was entertaining. Um, a little too long. And I didn't the guy who plays the the kid that Channing Tatum takes under his wing I didn't think he was particularly good everybody else is pretty good oh shit um but Pettifer, he's one of those people name? yeah Alex Pettifer yeah, he's yeah, someone yeah. that they tried to make a star as well he was in like a he was in like a a YA dystopian novel adaptation that bombed I am oh. number four Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't work for better. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, like again, it's good, it's entertaining. Um, Channing Tatum is solid. Um, I like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, McConaughey. I um, I liked him in it a lot. I thought it was funny, like what, like. I get that he's he's an older guy and you know he's kind of beat up from his time in the ring, but Kevin Nash is in this, and oh yeah, he's brutal. Yeah, and he's he's not. <laughs> he can't even he dance. Can't even like dance. he's just like, like stumbling around and shit. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Nash. Yeah, that's been a long time since I've seen. Yeah, the first Magic Mike. Yeah, it's good. I like I like Magic Mike a lot. I remember like being sort of blown away by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It's very entertaining. Yeah, really good. Like, and, like, you know, that's what we always say about Soderbergh, you know, like, whatever, you know, it may not be the greatest thing, but it's probably not going to be terrible. So. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the man. Come on. Yeah. All right. Um, I, uh, sorry, I'm, like, going down a rabbit hole now. I, uh, watched Empire of Passion the Nagisa Oshima film just continuing my insanely long trek through Oshima's work where I watch one of his films every six years <laughs> um this one was on my uh <laughs> this one was on my uh, uh my, my my criterion watch thing mm. the uh, criterion challenge it's the last one actually it's number 52 mm. Just, you know, powered through it in about seven sittings. I don't know why. It just took me a really long time to watch this. I didn't dislike it at all. I want to be honest, though. You know, I I didn't dislike it. I actually... There's a lot of it that I really love. Like, there's aspects of this that are just 
blow me away. They're so good. But I don't know. Something about it just uh, didn't hold my attention for long periods of time. Mm. So I ended up watching it like, you know, 20 minutes at a time. Usually at school. That's never a good idea because... No. So many other shit, other shit distracting me. I have essays to grade still from two weeks ago. It's brutal. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a so, job. You're at your job. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Is that how that works? Um, I loved Tatsuya Fuji, who played Toyoji in the movie, the lead, the male lead. Uh, I thought he was absolutely fantastic as the. This movie's about uh, a man. Toyoji, this guy, who seduces and has an affair with a housewife and mother, played by Kazuko Yoshiyuki. She plays Seki. And uh, they have sex a couple of times, and they start on this uh, sexual affair, while her rickshaw-driving husband, Gisaburo, played by Takahiro Tamura, is uh, out, you know, doing rickshaw shit. And uh, and then eventually they decide they need to kill him because they want to be together. Which is a really stupid plan because they can't be together. <laughs> it makes no sense. But they're, you know, love drunk, you know. They're just like, yeah. he's drunk on that pussy because he likes to eat her pussy out. They, t- they do that a lot in this movie. And uh, and then he wants her to like shave the pussy. <laughs> it's it's very sexually. It's not really sexually graphic, but their dialogue is very graphic about it, mm. which is sort of strange because it's a you know. I mean, it's a you know, it's 1978. It's like they can do whatever they want, but it's Japanese. Also, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of stuff like this coming out of. I know that there is tons of stuff like this. I just have this is new to me. So, mm. um, but uh, anyways. They commit the murder, and then the rest of the film is about them sort of dealing with the grief, which manifests itself as a ghost, which I don't know how I feel about that, because it's like the ghost is like real. like it, they, they really paint it like it's a real thing, mm. and not just a manifestation of their grief. But, and it's like, like it, so it like actually physically affects them in certain ways, at certain, at certain times, and... But I, you know, I liked all the acting. I thought everybody was really good in it. I thought the uh, cinematography was great. I liked the direction a lot. I liked certain, like the angle of the, even in the poster, like this shot from up the well where they dump the body. Just a great shot. I really liked the scene where they go into the well to dig up his body to move it. Amazing. Very disturbing. And, uh, yeah, I thought it ends appropriately bleakly. Just very bleak. Mm. Very sad. And I love Oshima, you know? Even even when a movie it doesn't, you know, work all the way for me, I still want to see more Oshima. I need to... In another four or five years, I'm going to watch uh, In the Realm of the Senses. And maybe another few years after that, I'll watch Violence at Noon, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to power through all of these eventually. 27 years, you'll Except watch Max for, more. Yeah. Wait, which one is that? The, the Charlotte Ramplings <laughs> having sex with an ape. That's the monkey one. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I'm not gonna watch. You shouldn't watch. Stay away don't from watch that one. one. I yeah, think I talked about that on the show. I, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's a cool. I do still think it's kind of an amazing idea, but <laughs> <laughs> like it's so completely strange. But uh, yeah, I mean, just even looking at like the letterbox banner for that film <laughs> looks absolutely ridiculous. This man in an ape costume. 
I, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Empire of Passion, Oshima. That's it for me. I'm out. Mm. You're out? Except for, I mean, I can watch, we talk about Pride and Prejudice, of course. Mm. Sorry. Uh, Kevin, how many more do you have? Uh, let me see. I could talk about Mobius Redux, A Life in Pictures, yeah. <laughs> which I rewatched. It's a uh, BBC documentary about Mobius. <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Sounds like Kevin, Only, Kevin has too many to count. Actually, no. no? Uh, was oh, just, yeah, yikes. Eh, just, just a couple. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't, oh I'm, I'm so dumb. <laughs> I didn't even talk about Nitram or Neatram. Hold, I can't talk well, about Nitram. D- let me, I'll take my turn, and then we'll, we'll come back around. We'll of course. Around. I'm just saying. I forgot I had, I forgot I had another one. My mm. bad. All right. Um, my mistake. That's all, all right. Let's get <laughs> let's get to my good my good stuff. Um, again, never left Disney Plus this past week. Uh, finally watched Encanto, the uh, animated movie that spawned the uh, chart topping hit. We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, what? Don't look at me like that. It was a uh, like I don't know anything about that. Number mm. one song in the country of America. According to what? The, the John, you're on TikTok. At some point, you've heard the song. <laughs> I've heard the song? At some point, because, you know, <clears throat> I have TikTok. I don't think so. At some point. My kid doesn't hasn't watched Encanto oh, well, yet. Or she watched part of it at my mom's house, I think, but I wasn't there. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know. She doesn't want to watch it. I've asked her to watch it because it's new and everything. She's like, no, I want to watch Princesses. <laughs> like, yeah. Encanto uh, is... Good. It involves this like family gifted with magical powers, and uh, the movie is about this uh, one member of the family who did not receive a power, um, who suspects that like the magic is fading away, disappearing, and there's a lot of family discord that she needs to try to uh, solve, and th- like. I don't know. But, like the the setup of this is silly. There's like this magic house and these silly magic powers, uh, but sort of the emotional content, like stuff between siblings and you know d- parental disappointment and all that stuff really rang. I don't know, like rang true, but it it, it worked. It it was resonant. I liked it a lot. the The songs are like they sound like Lin Manuel Miranda songs. Um, He's got a few styles that he leans on, but, uh, you know, they're poppy and fun. Uh, and this movie looked really good. The animation is really cool. Um, I liked it. I cried at the end. Uh, there are, like, I watched this before I watched A Walk in the Clouds. There are some real similarities, like, plot-wise with, uh... Mm. <laughs> with a walk in the clouds like the the grandmother in the matriarch in this movie it like she is not like uh Giancarlo Giannini or Gianni but they kind of run their family uh similarly but anyway mm. um I also watched uh Rhea and the Last Dragon which is a Disney animated movie that came out earlier in 2021 and it was not on my radar at all. I saw like no advertisement for it. I knew that it had been released. I didn't read anything good or bad about it. Just 
whatever. I had no idea what it was, and uh, it got nominated for Best Animated Feature. I flipped it on. It's about, like, a this post-apocalyptic world. A chief's daughter tries to kind of reverse the apocalypse by uh, trying to find this dragon and uh, reunite these warring uh, tribes and uh, just make everyone love each other again. And the apocalypse is, like, really soft it's like there's these monsters that turn everyone to stone but like you know at the beginning that if you make the monsters go away the people who have been turned to stone can come back to life so it's like no one's really dead um and it's still it it just pulls like this these people these cast-offs these people who are alone in the world kind of making their own like family and that shit always works for me i cried like a baby for the last 15 minutes of this movie uh, and I don't know, maybe it was because it was two in the morning and I just had had a long day. I don't know. But I was, uh, everything worked. Like, that family shit just works for me so often. It's why I like Cougar Town. It's why I like How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I like Buffy. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's great. God. Lots of stupid shit in this movie. It's a, uh, it's a four star movie with a, with a five star heart, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right solid cool, cool kevin um i need to finish Encanto. i started watching it with the boys the other day but we didn't get around to finishing it because they had to go to bed let's see um let's see so finally got around to watching spencer which is really good um mm. can't say enough good things about kristen stewart in this movie um nice let's see yeah uh finally finished drive my car which is also very very good um i was really i really felt the length at you know like two hours and 59 minutes but i still think it's really good um jr do you want to talk about last night in soho oh shit uh sure did i have I watched that since the last episode, or did I just I never talk know. about it? I don't know. Doesn't honestly. matter. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. So, Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's newest feature film. Um, it's about this girl who moves to London. She wants to be a fashion designer, and she's not having a good time at the dorm, so she moves out, and then she moves into Diana Riggs' home, and pretty soon starts seeing ghosts and seeing horrible things that happen to this woman who just wanted to be a singer in the 60s. And it's very, let's see, very repulsion. Um, yeah. I was expecting a lot more uh, don't look back in this film because I'd no. seen Edgar Wright you know, <laughs> talk about it. But it, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. No, um, it wasn't. Yeah, so I... It's not as bad as Baby Driver, because Baby Driver is really, really bad. But this one, it's slightly better. You know, I, I need to rewatch Baby Driver. I almost feel like I I gave Baby Driver, like, a, a bump, because I was having a hard time accepting that I dislike a Negger Wright movie at the time. Uh but I'm, you know, I'm there now. I, I don't have any issue with that at this point. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, this movie has parts that 
like should be cool in theory and then they're executed in, in ways that I just really don't care for. I, I hate where the ghost story goes. I hate the... Like there are all these sort of um, diversions and like Edgar Wright is, is leading you in the wrong direction on purpose, but I don't feel like there's any reason for it besides to just trick you. And I, mm. I just, I, the way that plays out, it just, it doesn't, it feels like icky. I, you know, whatever. I, what happens with Diana Rigg, I think is there, there's a, a definitely a point in the movie where I was like, Oh, that's who that is, which is probably a little bit earlier than that was supposed to be. But mm. Whatever. Yeah, and like, like, I like I knew you know going in you know like there were gonna be like horror slash slasher elements, but like, um, so there's a scene where Terrence Stamp gets hit by a car, and that was so unnecessarily violent and graphic. Like, you just n- no. You did not need his face did not need to explode like freaking this this isn't scanners. You know? Yeah. Also the yeah, movie it's, it's not like, scanners, it needed but... it needed a full half hour chopped off of it. Maybe like a good 40 minutes chopped off of it. Cuz yeah, I agree with you like there's so many like blind alleys that this thing goes down and it's just needless. Yeah, like, I understand it, Edgar Wright is trying to do something different. You know, he can't make, you know, Cornetto movies until he dies. Um, but, like, you got to find something else, man. Scott Pilgrim well, it, was really good. Why can't you, you know? It's a bummer because he, like, in the Cornetto movies, in Scott Pilgrim, he's he's playing with genre convention, conventions in really fun ways mm. while also, like, doing his own thing. Um, yeah. This just feels like a mishmash of genre conventions, and the only mm. like his own thing in it is that it has a cool soundtrack. Um, yeah, and and that's 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 it. it. Like nothing else was, nothing else was screaming Edgar Wright about it, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a bummer because it also like it wastes this this pairing of two of my favorite young young actresses, Thomas and McKenzie, and uh, and Anya Taylor Joy. I, it you you have to make me like work to not like those two because I I like them in almost everything I've seen them in. Uh, and that's just it's a bummer. I want to like them in everything. Why did you do this to me, Edgar? It's not yeah. nice. Did we ever discuss the Northman trailer on this podcast? We must probably have. not. What? It's a TV show. They's no no no. It's not. Oh, it's not a TV the Edgar. What am I? Jesus. Northwater. <laughs> Is it Northwater? This is a Colin no. Farrell TV show. I don't. Is it? Uh, I don't know what that is. I think it's, oh, the one where he's like I think a it's ship a whaling, or like a whaling yeah. show. Yeah, I wanted to see that actually. That's got uh, Jack. What's his face in it too? Oh. Let's go back. Let's talk about from. That. Um, anyways, the Northman though. Uh, there are gotcha. Eggers film yeah. just because you're saying Anya Taylor Joy and she looks great in that. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm sorry. I don't know. I saw. I don't. Do we not talk about that? I bet we did. We probably did. It's, it seems like I mean, one that we would talk about. Yeah, it's. Eggers. We're all excited to see it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yes. all. Okay. That's all yeah. I needed to hear. Okay. We're good. Continue on with your uh, Edgar Wright bashing. Go ahead. <laughs> I I've said my piece. 
you know same <laughs> i mean it look it looks good it's well executed it's just the 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 meat of the story is just not there and it's like yeah like like i i understand you know he wants to make a psychological thriller uh but it's just he needs bet like i feel like i don't know like scott pilgrim he had you know stuff to work with because you know there was a whole series of comics and you know the cornetto movies he had simon Pegg as his writing partner i don't know who he wrote this with but he needs better better screenwriting talent with him are you saying that he needs better supervision (laughs) he needs he needs someone to uh to help him make better choices yes 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 he when he's Uh, when he's in when he's writing and directing not like based on his mind and his imagination it's less interesting uh, yeah Mm. I, i don't know i i'm not like i'm not writing edgar Wright off after this uh Mm. But maybe I should because maybe I need to rewatch Baby Driver. I will. Okay, yeah, you will. But you He's know, the worst. he makes he makes comedies, so you hated him from the beginning. No, I I like the uh, Shaun of the Dead is very funny. Gotcha. Mm. All right. And uh, World's End is also funny. I did not like Hot Fuzz, but I you know I don't know. Maybe I'll rewatch it. It's funny. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Comedies suck. <laughs> anyway, um. I'm going to talk uh, Knit Ram. Sorry, I forgot to do this. Mm. This is actually the movie I watched the day after I saw Batman. Um, this is the new Justin Curzel movie, mm. which won Best Actor at uh, Cannes. Caleb Landry Jones mm. won Best Actor for playing Martin or Knit Ram, um, who is, you know, based on this guy who shot all these people in Australia in the 90s and uh, this movie is about this movie okay look (laughs) if you want to watch this movie go for it if you're interested in this subject matter just read the Wikipedia page because that's clearly what these filmmakers (coughs) did and then they made a movie out of the Wikipedia page wow so there's literally nothing extra in this movie that's not Damn. on the Wikipedia Is it, page. <laughs> isn't Krizzle Australian? Yes, I believe so. Uh, yeah, no, Australian film director. And no added emotional heft from uh, from being closer not, to the story. I, mean, I don't. You it's know, bummer. I think I think there are. It's just when I what I mean when I say that is that it seems to follow step by step. Here are the things that this fellow did in the lead up to him committing this atrocity. And the thing that it leaves out that is on the Wikipedia page in great detail, actually, is the atrocity itself. You don't see any of that, which I don't, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, I really wanted to see these guys, people get executed, you know, but it's like the, the lead up to it. The things that are interesting about it, it's like it's like Kurtzell doesn't know what's what's important and what's he could jettison. You know, there's stuff that's really interesting, like the relationship that uh, Martin or Nitram has with his father and with his mother, but more more with his father. Because if you read the Wikipedia page, I mean, I hate to be <laughs> saying this, but I mean it's true. If you read the Wikipedia page, which I, I read it a long time ago, so I, I I remembered while watching this, but um, 
like all this stuff with uh like his father wanted to buy this cottage and like turn it into a B&B and like it didn't work out for him and he started like after it didn't work out for him it was like his whole life fell apart and he says like his health started to decline and shit and like Nitram is this guy Martin is like completely you know he's outside of himself like he's out of his mind so he can't do anything to help him but what's weird about the movie is that in the film i don't know exactly if these events happen in this order in reality but in the film he 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 cozies up to this sort of rich woman the older woman who dies and leaves him all this money which is true and he even references it in the film. He's like, because his dad is all depressed. And he's like, Dad, I'll buy you anything you want. We can go buy any of them now because I have all this money. And I'm just like, when that happened, I'm like, why would you say that? Because exactly, why didn't that happen? It makes no sense why that wouldn't have happened. And you're doing nothing to explain why it wouldn't happen. Like, yeah, he could afford to go buy his father whatever bed and breakfast he wanted to buy him. And they could, you know, start that business together which was like their dream and all this kind of stuff so i don't know that that none of that works either it's just sort of like i don't know they they, they, they're like i say it's just very surface level sort of like abc here's what happened Mm. you know he went here he met this person that person died that person left him money then he started to become disconnected with his family and then he started to buy weapons and then he went and you know shot these people I don't know. It just didn't. And I, I think I think Caleb Andrew Jones is fine in it. He's he's just sort of doing a. You know, you could see like uh, you know you ever see these like <laughs> I know you guys aren't on TikTok, but if you guys ever like come across these compilation videos that these like incels online put together of like the great acting mm. you know in movies, and it's always just like white men screaming mm. you know. There's some of that in this one, too, so he'll be on the next reel of those, you know, him just freaking out and throwing things and shit, you know, and that's amazing acting. Yeah. I, I like Cable Andrew Jones. I'm just mm. not particularly impressed with his his work in this. I thought Judy Davis as his mother and Anthony LaPaglia as his father were the sort of standouts mm. in it, to be honest. But um, especially Anthony LaPaglia, who I, you know, he, I know him as Simon, Daphne's brother from Frasier. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's weird to see him as this uh, sort of very serious character. Um, but whatever. You know, I'm not going to say it's not worth your time, but it's certainly, I don't think it's anything special. I think Kurt Sells, you know, he's uh, he's still in the nothing special camp. For real. <laughs> with I... his filmography. After this Rewatching one. his I, Macbeth I, uh, really sunk that home for me. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that trailer did not like entice me. This movie looks difficult to watch already, and if uh, I don't know, I'm worried I'm gonna like have to watch this based on like future nominations or something, and I really hope that ends up not being the case. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know that. It is that difficult to watch, though. Really, I mean. Well, no, I, like I feel the trailer like gave me that the, vibe, but the, but now you're just telling me it's not good, mm-hmm. or you're you're making right. sounds oh, that well. make it sound like it's not. I'm good. not saying it's not okay. Okay, uh, it's not the word. It's like it's not a piece of shit or anything. I gave it the same rating as I gave to uh, 
the Kelly Gang, you know, the true history of the Kelly Gang. Like, it's not a bad movie or anything. It's well made, and it's his acting is fine. There's some good acting. There's some good scenes. It's just like it all amounts to sort of like not much, you know. It's like I don't, I don't know that I give that much of a fuck about it at the end of the day. And I don't know how I feel about not showing the, the act, you know, the violence. It's like, there's a part of me that respects the idea of like you don't want to show, like, what good is it to show him. Like, you know, executing people with an assault rifle. But then it's like, then I think about movies that have done that where it really works, like Elephant. Mm. And, uh, I don't know, maybe the the violence makes it more, like, drives the message home more or something. Because this certainly did not drive any message home for me anyway. I don't know, other people might feel differently, but... Anyway, his accent was good. <laughs> <laughs> Question that's been on very, everyone's very mind. Yeah, <laughs> his accent was good. I don't know if Anthony Paglia. I thought he was. Is he Australian? Oh, he is Australian. Okay, he plays a British guy, and uh, Simon is British mm. in Fraser, so he's got like a Cockney sort of Manchester mm. accent. Anyway, that's it. Now I actually am out. Uh, unless I can, unless you want me to talk about all these. Um, these Ulysses Jenkins short films that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> They're very strange. Um, anyway, I'm out. Okay, I um, <clears throat> I'll fly through through these because you know some of these were made for adults, which means they're not interesting. Um, mm. I watched uh, Attica, an Oscar-nominated documentary feature, which is a uh, mm-hmm. it's a Showtime movie, but it is currently available for free on Amazon. And um, oh. it is about the prison, uh, prison uprising, prison riots at uh, that state prison in uh, North New York State, I guess. Uh, and I didn't know much about this riot. I knew it happened. I knew it existed. Uh, this is a pretty standard like talking head documentary. There is some limited footage, which is very powerful. Uh, this is one of the few times where that sort of basic talking head format, I think, serves the story just because the story itself is quite powerful. This is a this is a highly highly recommend documentary. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I watched sorry I watched Fresh on Hulu, which uh, oh wait I'm sorry the Attica documentary yeah. does it have the clip of Al Pacino screaming Attica from Dog. It does not. <sighs> okay. That I think that's a plus actually. I that yes. it seems like low hanging fruit, you <laughs> know. Does. Like this, just th- throw I'm that in there, you know. Like, uh, give it some cachet. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so I watched uh, Fresh, which was uh it's like a rom com horror movie that premiered at uh, Sundance in January, was added to Hulu uh, earlier in March. And it stars um, people that uh, that are sort of famous. Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, who is known best for, I think, another Hulu miniseries, Normal People. And Sebastian Stan, who is part of the MCU. Um, and this is about Daisy Edgar Jones navigating a modern online dating life. and uh, And then some sort of shenanigans but shenanigans turned horror type stuff uh dealing with a new love interest 
Sebastian Stan. It's uh you know, it's got some some gross parts horror wise. It is the rom com elements of it, I think are interesting. I, this is like a, a, a mishmash of genres that I think was good in theory. Uh, made for some some good moments. Has a real letdown of an ending. Um, yeah. And then I also watched Parallel Mothers, which takes uh, two interesting ideas and combines them into a very uninteresting package. Uh, Penelope Cruz is good as one of the mothers. Um, this is some Pedro Amodovar shit where he's turning a, like a basic drama into a melodrama, into like a Hitchcockian type deal, like especially through his, not his score, but the score uh, that was nominated for an Oscar as well. And I just, I found it exhausting. And uh, I don't think the two kind of like threads come together in any meaningful way. It's, it's more of like a intellectual exercise movie that attempts emotion with uh, some parenthood stuff, and it just fell. It fell flat. But that, God, finally, I brought it back uh, by just switching back on the kids' shit uh, with the Mitchells versus the Machines um, animated movie on Netflix uh, about uh, a family going on a road trip to take the older daughter to college. And then a robo apocalypse happens very quickly, uh, and this this family deals with that. I thought it was really funny, and that's that's it. It was really funny. I was very happy. I watched it. Kevin, you liked this, didn't you? Third best movie of 2021. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jr. That reminds me. Will you will you ever post your best of 2021 Did list? I? I think he did. Will it ever happen? I did. I, yeah. Did he? I didn't. I don't remember yeah, ever this seeing. This guy it. yelled it. I thought you were. St- I thought you were still trying to like cram in. Some no, more, no. I think know? I published it. I. I'm still adding more to it when I watch stuff, but I'm pretty of course. sure mm. it is published. Um, hey, my mistake. My it mistake. is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Your mistake. It is published. There are three likes. You liked it. Uh, <laughs> You saw it. Okay, this is really weird. Oh, this is... Oh, never mind. I'm dumb. Never mind. I'm looking at something else. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I did like it. Yeah, uh, you know, good to know that you didn't actually read it. You just gave it a a quick Um, like just so I'd feel better about myself. No, I'm sure I... uh, I'm sure I... You know, looked through it a little bit here and there. Uh, You probably don't remember what the 146 movie on it is, but that's okay. I definitely don't. It's probably like it's probably a movie that was like in my top. No, it's being the Ricardos. It's a piece of shit, and I hate it. Oh, never mind. It's offensive. I I didn't even see that. So, Um, okay. Well, I think it's. I mean, are we? Is it okay if we talk about Pride and Prejudice now? Or you guys still have other things? Okay, let's talk about Pride and Prejudice from 1940. Robert Z. Leonard. This is our Letterbox Roulette film that. Uh, Kevin and I had to watch based on our losing last mm-hmm. week's letterbox roulette to JR. JR has already seen this, and I'm very curious because he's no rating. Do, do you like this movie, JR? Uh, no rating because I saw it a long time ago and I don't remember it. I just don't remember okay. a second of it. I think I scrubbed right. the rating when it was decided this was what you guys were watching because I was like, I don't want to weigh in on this. I have no fucking idea. Mm. Okay. That's fair. Um, well, I guess. Uh, 
not to like I don't want to put Kevin on the spot because it doesn't matter to me that he thinks that this is a three star movie <laughs> because he rated it before he saw that I gave it a one and Whoa. a half stars and uh, I can't stand this movie but I feel like this guy hates women Jane a lot Austen of it sucks <laughs> I think okay I think Jane Austen hates women <laughs> and I think Robert Z. Leonard hates women too because this is an offensive film I mean the way that this movie I mean and I'm imagining the novel itself treats I mean, obviously, it's a product of its time. I'm not stupid. Like, I get that. Okay. But, like, the, 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 this, this story, beyond being completely uninteresting to me for any reason, like, I could give a fuck about these women trying to bag husbands. <clears throat> this is not an interesting story. I don't know why a female would think this is an interesting story. This, like, this is boring with a capital B. And, uh, but it's also like there's like this idea that this that these women have to tether themselves to a rich man in order to like make it in their lives and i'm sure that in austin's novel there's some sort of social critique that she's trying to get at with that but this movie i don't feel like is making any sort of a critique it's mm. it's treating it like it's a rom-com and it's not funny and it's not romantic it's gross and it's dumb and Lawrence Olivier is the saving grace of this film. Anything, anytime he's on screen doing anything, I'm enraptured. And he's not in the movie nearly enough. This movie blows dick. Yeah, all the the three stars I gave Go it ahead. were for solely for Olivier. Because like, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, nothing, nothing that you said was wrong. Um, I I guess it's just one of those like. I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen the Kira Knightley version, so maybe that one's more I interesting. I That's a Joe Wright. It is film, a Joe Wright right? film, and it is funny. Yeah. Mm. Um. I mean, like I say, I haven't read the Austen novel. I've never read any Jane Austen. I'm sure that she's every bit as good as she you know, gets credit for, and everything. And I'm sure the novel, has, like I say, I'm sure it's saying something important. Right. That this movie is completely jettisoned. For, oh yeah, because you know, it's because it's from 1940 and it's a studio system. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot to say that the studio system hates women. That yeah. is true, yeah. especially Def- yeah. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I did find it interesting, though. I mean, I I went into it with sort of like uh, I mean, I went into it with super low expectations because you know it's Pride and Prejudice from 1940, from 1940, but it was written by Aldous Huxley. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh. It's written by Aldous Huxley. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be something like you know a little Ooh. bit uh, subversive in it or something. But that but sounds no. like a um, <laughs> paycheck gig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, because you know, like he, you know, they can't all be you know like Ray Bradbury, who's like you know getting the paycheck but also doing good work. <laughs> you know. Mm. <laughs> it feels like. Um, oh, I well. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like I say, Olivier is great. He, Olivier is the only one who seems natural at all in this mm. movie. Everybody else feels like they're on stage doing a stage play in 1940. Yeah, yeah. And he feels like he's actually, like, thinking about his character in mm. some way. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but he's he's just great. And um, I didn't hate, uh, who is it, Greer Garson, yeah, I guess, yeah. as the uh, as Catherine. She's like, or Elizabeth, sorry, Elizabeth uh, Bennett. She's fine. But like I say, the story is just, 
I don't know. It's completely meaningless mm. to me. Like, I don't care. I don't know why anybody would. I don't know how anybody could get wrapped up in this and be like, ooh, will she marry Darcy or not? Like, I don't know. Who could give a fuck? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I thought, and I thought the hot take of the film. Well, here's the hot take, okay? Mary, the nerdy girl who's their sister with mm-hmm. the glasses, hottest one of all of them. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People are sleeping on Mary. She's—they uh, ought to be sleeping with her because she's great looking. So that's that's my mm. hot take. This movie blows. <laughs> Avoid at all cost. And with that, let's move on to our deep dive. That's fine with me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we watched uh, Kevin's pick. This is a movie called A Walk in the Clouds, mm. which is you know your classic. You've seen it a thousand times at Blockbuster. Yeah. Keanu's smoldering look staring you in mm-hmm. the face and you've walked right by it because you do not want to watch this movie because <laughs> it's you know what it is it's a it's a chick flick mm. it's the the quintessential you know it's what a chick flick is it's a romance mm. drama uh you know and it's directed by Alfonso Arau and it's from 1995 mm-hmm. and I before you mention this as your deep dive this is a movie I would have gone my whole life Without ever seeing or thinking about it, I would have. Uh, I would have never heard of it. Because <laughs> you didn't walk by this movie at the blockbuster. Like <clears> I, just I probably did, I, but I don't. It didn't make an impression. I don't recognize it at all. Oh, wow. Well, um, See, I remember seeing the trailer. Kevin, on TV. why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, is that what made you think was, of it? Why this well, movie? That was why one now? of the things. Um, yeah. Like. Um, yeah. For the. You know obviously don't always succeed but i always try to find things that like you know maybe i wouldn't necessarily watch or you guys wouldn't necessarily watch and you know like i remembered i remembered seeing this and um you know in blockbuster and the trailer on tv and you know it, is this our first romance like, like out and out romance, Ooh. like, like I Mad Dog and Glory. I think could you could argue s- no, romantic well, we watched, comedy. No, 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 no. We did a what's Jared's favorite movie? Oh, all in the mood for love. love. That's a romance. Yeah. Oh, in the mood for love. My that's number yeah. two. Apartment, right? I think it's. Oh yeah, I think it's number four. Yeah, we did that one too. Oh, okay. I can't remember. It's in the top okay. ten. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. But yeah, like so, two out of one hundred and twenty-one episodes. Two that we can think of right yeah. away. Maybe there might be more. Amorius uh, Peros has love stories on. Eh. Uh, uh, a, ma- a married woman, eh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna go through all these. No, I'm just gonna go <laughs> the comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Red dust. <laughs> Anyway, romance. Uh, yeah. Move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's go. So yeah, it's just uh, so you just so you're picking it because it's not the type of film we would normally necessarily. Like I said, I would go my entire life without. Yeah, exactly. This movie. And you know, it's just I don't have as deep a well to draw from as you guys as far as picking movies. So mm-hmm. that's fair. Well, I'm gonna have to talk to you about this methodology because. Um, it's not working. This movie blows. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice all over I, again? <laughs> it's not as bad as Pride and Prejudice, but it's just, it's, you know what it is? It's like, um, it's so inoffensive. 
that it becomes offensive. Uh. Like it's completely innocuous and it's not like it's not doing anything wrong. Mm. I mean, it's doing a lot of things wrong, but it's like it's not <laughs> doing anything to offend, and it's trying so hard not to offend that it becomes offensive. I don't know the like Keanu Reeves's Paul Sutton character mm. is this. He's just impossibly nice. You know, like he's got no, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Like he's never made a mistake in his life. It seems like he's just a great guy who is pleasant to be around. Who no, he might have Giancarlo Giannini in the Japanese islands. What? No, that's a dream, Kevin. <sighs> flashback. He never torched any orphanage. It's a. He's always dreaming when he sees that though, and he sees the child in the middle military gear. That's him. Yeah. He grew up. In I an definitely, orphanage. I definitely interpreted the orphanage stuff as him seeing himself. Oh, but yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He's. Well, I mean, of course, he he was in the that. war. I'm sure that's like it's causing yeah, I mean, shell shock. You know, I don't think I don't think he committed genocide. Okay, is okay. my point. But he, uh, yeah, he's just like he's just like the nicest guy in the world. And Giancarlo Giannini, the the you know would be father in law, mm. who has this problem with him for no reason. <laughs> You know, other than the fact that he wasn't at their wedding, you know, it's just, it's so sitcom-y and poorly written and like, it feels like a throw, like he wants to be, this guy, the Alfonso Arau guy wants this to be some kind of a throwback to like a 40s, you know, romance film. It feels like even with like the bump, the score, the way the score works for most of this movie sounds very antiquated. Mm. The way that the story moves the little things that don't make any sense like Keanu Reeves is sleeping on the floor at the one point he gets into the bed whenever he comes in and then he sees a blanket on the floor and he immediately makes the leap that Keanu Reeves must have been sleeping on the floor how would he know that <laughs> it makes no sense <laughs> and I like Giancarlo Giannini I like this guy in other things mm. he's horrible in this he's atrociously bad in this movie and Anthony Quinn is like a like a caricature of like this old Mexican man. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time I, he's always coming out right when Keanu Reeves is about to leave. <laughs> which like you would think they I, would play for comedy, like be like actually acknowledge how goofy that is, but they never do. He just always does it, <laughs> and they expect you to take that seriously. Sorry, and Deborah Messing is super hot, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we agree on that. <laughs> the Deborah messing part. Mm. Of course. How could you not? Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I I'm, I don't. I'm uh, done. Yeah, say something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I think I I approach this movie much differently. I really thought I would hate it based on the opening credits because I hated the like the Maurice Jar score so much at the beginning, and I I actually mm-hmm. disliked it throughout. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I, I couldn't stand it at first, but I, once we like get going, I I feel like this movie is much less serious than that score implies, and I had no problem just kind of like going with the really laid back flow of this movie. Yeah, he's super nice. They have a really uh, silly, mute, cute uh, Keanu and uh, Sanchez uh, Guion. Uh, it's really silly. It's ridiculous. No part of their, like, that rough day on the bus is realistic for anyone. Um, you know, they're just like, it's 1946. We're just out here in California joking about forest fires. That's, whew, 
That's a bad look. Mm. Um, and then <laughs> foreshadowing, yeah, I, yeah, which is not great. But um, I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed the Anthony Quinn stuff. Him complaining about, you know, or his wife complaining that he's eating too much salt, and uh, him showing up all the time for ridiculous reasons. Him getting kind of drunk. That was all. I thought it was all pleasant. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, it's it's too pleasant, I, JR. Yeah, I, I guess, That's the point. But it's... I didn't... Like, this movie isn't some, like, grand romance. It, it It's not some epic story. It, it's, it's pretty low stakes until the very end when Keanu uproots a small tree. Um, and th- that part lost me. But, you know, it's the very end. Whatever. Uh, I hated the war flashbacks. Like every single yeah. one, oh, couldn't brutal. stand them. Uh, yeah. But I With like the music box score yeah. during that part, like ding, 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 ding. But I, <laughs> it's, uh, uh. Yeah, like my major complaints are the score and the war flashbacks. The rest of it mm. is just like, yeah, you're right that it's it's inoffensive, and I, um, I feel that way. It is inoffensive and at times pleasant. And you know what, this guy, like we can do jokes about chocolates, and we can have Anthony Quinn eating chocolates, and we can have. Uh, Deborah Messing laying around without much clothes on, and we just like know that she's okay. banging someone else, and that's fine. It, that's all fine to me. It is mm. fine. <laughs> if, we, if we only could have seen that banging, I, I you know, how do you feel about the fact that like when they go to stomp grapes, it takes like ten solid minutes. Do we have to watch them stomp grapes for what? ten minutes? I feel fine. They were just trying to be I Love Lucy, and uh, it takes so fucking long. And we, it's like once they get there, they get in their site moving you, around, and then it's like. We're still watching the movie. Right? We get that it. They're process, stomping grapes. Let's that move process on. takes days. Oh my! What? It takes forever. They edited that down. <laughs> or the, they shot it for four days. Or the horrible. They, how about the horrible scene when they go to? Uh, they put on the butterfly wings, and they spread the heat around to, to defrost the grapes. <laughs> this movie is the seems worst. Peri- piece of shit seems period ever accurate. Seen. Wow. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, Dude, you chose like, this, when she right? was like like a butterfly. And they start moving like butterflies. I was, and then they like pan out, and it's like everybody's moving in unison. And it's like I was, just, what is this movie? What are we doing here? The, I can't. Well, do she's it. so pretty. <laughs> she's so pretty. She's not nearly as hot as Deborah Messing. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> I, I did think, um, and I, I, I've lost her first name. I only wrote down her last name, but uh, she's she, Aitana. I, or like I yeah Aitana okay Aitana Sanchez Aitana uh, I, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah she I think was like twenty seven in this movie but until I looked that up I was mm-hmm. convinced she was forty um, <laughs> not because she's unattractive she is she is very attractive but she just kind of she has like this kind of older look uh, and she also no, I agree with you. I can see she that. has a really I think she has the most interesting uh, part and performance in uh, Parallel Mothers interestingly enough oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she plays that. a mother to the uh, other mother who's not Penelope Cruz, and uh, she is a, an actress who has abandoned her her daughter, which wow. is nice. fascinating. Um, anyway, Kevin, you picked this movie, and uh, I'm guessing that you didn't hate it as much as John, but let's let's hear it. Maybe you did. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I gotta say, like during the war flashbacks, I was like, oh man, I picked another snow falling on cedars and didn't know it. <laughs> um. Snow falling on cedars is a masterpiece compared to this. It's Citizen oh Kane God. for you guys. Oh compared my to Jesus, this. dude! <laughs> <laughs> At least it looks nice. This movie doesn't even look good. Uh, piece of shit. Wow. 
What's going on? Go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm stepping all over you. Uh, I mean, like, I didn't, I, I don't know, like, I, I thought uh, Giannini's, like, his, his part is definitely overacted, but I thought, you know, I thought everyone else was fine. Um, my biggest, biggest problem with the movie was the end where like, you know, he knocks over one thing and then all of a sudden, like all of California is on fire. It's like, (laughs) I mean, it's it's very dry, but that happens fast. I understand. I understand. But like, they know what to do when there's frost, but they don't have better things in place for when there's fire. That's a little. I just, you know, what I felt about that ending is so like, and then like goofy to me because they get into a fight, mm. and then he tries to hit him with a lantern. The lantern explodes and catches the entire venue on fire. How is how are he and Keanu Reeves going to like move on from that? <laughs> yeah, like without well, Keanu Reeves coming back, that would never have happened. He's ruined his entire fucking. Well, life. it's it's taken. Like, why? Like how? It's yeah, and Gene is like, you know to... what? I I still love you, man. Well, he's he's finally like he thought the the vineyard was what mattered and him losing the vineyard oh has he's now realized it's my family that's mattered i've pushed them away no and now we, wrong, we start over wrong we rebuild from wrong. this tree that you uprooted exactly Keanu. we rebuild because thank god we have the tree that can give us all of the vines back again so it's nothing. It's like it's like uh, oh, it's okay because the the tree survived. You think he'd be cool if the tree didn't survive? Yeah, I, I was think to say. Yeah, I think <laughs> he didn't come to the realization Guys, that part, his fam- it was his family that mattered. This is one of the before the tree was. Uh, this is, this is one of the parts that's a lot like Encanto, but in Encanto, they do have literal magic to rebuild. It makes it a lot easier and quicker. Oh, okay. Of yeah. course. How about uh, how he gives the baby his bronze star? Does that make sense to you? No, no, that did not make sense. <laughs> like, like, for what? For what? What is the baby going to do with this? <laughs> like, I don't. He goes for the baby. He gives him a bronze star. Why? <laughs> I think it, it was like a memento that he had no problem parting with. Uh, you know, he's got yeah, these so it's bad like, memories give him of the, the war. stupid baby. Let him. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I I don't know. Also, is uh. Whatever. Sorry, go no, ahead. I was just no, saying, no. like these these are dumb things. I don't know why I'm trying to defend them seriously. Because uh, you love this movie. I don't love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Just I'm sorry. Let me get to these notes. Okay. Oh boy. Is the, the Freddy Rodriguez is brutal in this? Like when he shows up and he's just like, "Hey, sis, you got hitched." Like he like nobody <laughs> talks this way. He's like cool guy Freddy. His name is Pedro. Is he retarded? Like when he, no, he the place he does the on books. fire, he like literally he jumps he jumps through a bush of fire. Like why? What is he yeah. dumb? Like what is he well, doing? Well, to be fair, to save him, Keanu also jumps through a bush and he does not get set on fire. Right, cuz he he soaked himself in water. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Freddy stuff is weird. Like he's a late addition to the movie. Like the the brother that comes from college, mm. and his personality, like that gregarious, like cool guy, disappears instantly. Yeah. Then he he's just like a guy we see like <laughs> pouring over books, like helping his dad. Like his personality only exists in that one scene. It's it's weird. Well, there is that one moment where he wants to be called Pete, 
and his dad immediately squashes yeah. that and Keanu Reeves goes right along with the dad calls him calls him Pedro again yeah <laughs> Uh, Keanu was reading. reading I did like the, uh, yeah, I did like the, um, the the only thing I could say I really like enjoyed about it was the, okay. So the the scene on the bus where they, those two, they're called Lout one and Lout two in the credits. (laughs) They try to hit on, uh, what's her face. And then he like beats the shit out Mm. of them and then they all get kicked off the bus. I was like, this is, this would be an interesting idea for a film. That there's a fight on a bus, and then they all have to get off at the same spot in the middle of nowhere. I and now they're all yeah. together on the road. I thought they were going to start <laughs> walking in the same direction because mm, obviously yeah. those guys were going in the same direction as Keanu, but they went in the other direction. You would think when so. They got off the bus, <laughs> of course, yeah, because they're not important to this to this film because this film doesn't want to be interesting. It wants to be a walk in the clouds. <laughs> it wants to get to the point where Keanu Reeves says. I was going for a walk in the clouds. <laughs> oh, uh, his accent is so inconsistent, and I don't care about accents. But man, I'll mm. tell you, his just dipping into a country accent every now and this, then was yeah. real distracting. I mean, this this feels like from that, like that pre Matrix era of like where Keanu is taking on projects where he just like doesn't fit quite right. Mm. You know, like this is around the time where he did uh, Much Ado About Nothing, also, and it's like doesn't come off yeah. well on that. Yeah, the nineties were weird for him. Mm. Hey, this is this is the year after Speed, though. Like he's on, he's like the biggest, like he's a huge star after Speed. Yeah. And you, this is a weird. It feels like a, such a bizarre choice to make after something like Speed. You think he would do more action shit, like stuff that works for him. You know, obvious. But I mean, well, I, th- I think at the time he wasn't sure what worked. Right. Mm. I mean, he had made two hugely successful action films, but I guess he didn't realize that that was what his deal was until The Matrix. You know, then he was mm. like, "Oh, I am an action guy. I should only do action movies." And he's pretty much done that from then on, right? Well, like, did um, like um, did people like him in My Own Private Idaho? Yes. I loved him in my own private eye. Yeah, so, you know, he had... I think that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing, is that he started out as sort of like a, like an indie darling, mm. like a, you know, considered a decent actor and, like, good-looking and young and everything. And then I think it's... what we're, My opinion might be colored a little bit by the sort of the popular opinion, which is that he's not a good actor, which I don't agree with. I think he act, is a good actor. Yeah. I just think he... Um, he doesn't work in all of his roles. I don't think he doesn't work in this movie, though. I think the movie's just a piece of shit. I don't think anybody would work in the movie. I just want to see him doing better stuff. Like, and I was watching, I was looking at his other stuff around this time, like Sweet November and Feeling Minnesota and all these other, like, I mean, rom-coms that he's in. And, I mean, you know, but he's, I don't he's know. He's doing like, a lot. Like, he's also doing Johnny Mnemonic and Chain Reaction. Mm. Like, uh, sure. He, he's doing sure. You're right. shit that should be in that wheelhouse. Devil's Advocate, kind of. Mm. Devil's Advocate, and that's kind of like a, a big Hollywood movie. Yeah. Genre movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, I I can appreciate the fact that he wants to try different mm. things. You know, in the '90s especially, it seems like he was sort of up for a lot of different sort of mm. uh, projects. Yeah, very all yeah, over he, the like, map. He did much ado about nothing. He did little. He was in Little Buddha, which is totally bizarre. Then he did Speed and Johnny Mnemonic, and then A Walk in the Clouds, and then Chain Reaction. So yeah, he, was, he like did two action movies, then A Walk in the Clouds, and then back to action thriller. 
then feeling <coughs> minnesota which is like a comedy crime film i think yeah. anyway i don't know this i don't know mm. but his accent's weird anyway uh, <laughs> i was also uh, this is in ebert's top 10 of the year for 95 yeah there's no way that's right right <laughs> i mean i according to the wikipedia be 10 movies in 95 that are better I, i'm sh- there are way more than 10 i'm sure but according to the wikipedia yeah. <laughs> uh, he gave it a three and a half out of four uh, he was insane mm. out of his mind how does this movie I, it grossed 50 million dollars like it was a, they said it was like a sleeper hit the year it came out like I can't imagine like I don't know I mean I guess like I mean who's going to see this like just women right <laughs> like it's like <laughs> I mean I don't want to be like that guy but it's like you tell me that like some like most American males would want to go see this movie I wouldn't want to go see this if it came out now well, maybe it doesn't appeal to me at all. Like even just reading the synopsis makes me want. I to mean, we're, we're we're still we're also still in an era where you know, like the the movie star can open a movie. Mm. Um, so I I I believe that well, people true. would go see. You know, people like speed. People. Well, I guess at, at that point it was just speed. <laughs> Um, no one went to see Johnny. And Johnny did Mnemonic. Go see that? <laughs> no, they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I did. I oh. saw it. My my my, uh, my dad and my brother nice. and me watched it. Yeah. Um, I didn't. How do you guys feel about the stock footage mixed with the black and white stuff of him walking on the leaving the boat at the I end? Do you guys I did not this? like that. I thought it looked like shit. Brutal. Yeah, it looks yeah. horrible. Like they're mixing the stock footage with Emmanuel Lubezki's like cinematography, <laughs> and I don't think the I genuinely do not feel like the movie looks that great overall. But like you know, I mean, like the guy is a great cinematographer, mm. so it's kind of weird that they try to mix this like fifty-year-old footage in with yeah, brand new. Did you guys, it's also a Zucker Zucker Brothers yeah. movie, which is mm. weird. Uh, did you guys like how? Um, you know, in the fire when, or after the fire, when Keanu is going to get the uh, the original tree so that he can pull it up from the ground all by mm-hmm. himself. Um, mm-hmm. They they made <laughs> like a tractor. they made the like fire zone look like his uh, World War Two flashbacks. Like it was all gray oh, and desolate, and it looked like mm, bombs had gone off and not necessarily a fire had happened. Mm. Interesting. You know, I didn't notice that. That's, yeah, me uh, That's not bad. I don't mind yeah. that. It's kind of an interesting idea. Like, I, it's subtle. I I like at least. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe I'm I'm on some crazy pills here, but I thought it looked a lot like the flashbacks, which I hated. I hate the flashbacks, uh, but I thought mm-hmm. the way he made this part look was cool. That was cool. Mm. Solid. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to find you. Gotta, Take your compliments where you can, Alfonso. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> that's another thing that's sort of, I guess, frustrating about this sort of narrative. Like, you know, where she needs him to come and pretend to be her husband. Obvious, like, we know where this is going, mm. right? I mean, like, there's no one who's watching this movie who doesn't know exactly where this movie is headed half an hour in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of boring to me. I don't know how other people feel. Maybe other people are like, "Oh, that's great, though. I like to know that you know how the movie's going to end before it starts." You know. Well, <laughs> I mean, so, which did you guys think that he was gonna like, like right after he gets off the boat, like 
I thought for sure that Deborah Messing was going to be cheating on him. But then, like, I mean, she oh. she probably was at the time, but he didn't. Oh, yeah. She catch she her. negotiated a raise. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put yeah. that together. And then, like, you know, <laughs> that's pretty good. But then, you know, he has to like go back and you know then then find then find out and then like oh here's the divorce papers so you know I, I, you got your happy ending right there. Um, but yeah, I thought for sure like he was yeah. gonna come home and like find out and then like you know go wandering around and you know like his life falls apart first and then it's like he's has even more reason to go along with this yeah that character thing that doesn't make sense uh it's like he's he's like i'm tied to this to this marriage it's like bitch after like getting home and banging your wife you just up and left like you didn't say anything you took your box of chocolates and you just left her like you ended the marriage. Yeah. I, I, right. It's weird that he's like, he's precious about that. I don't know. Well, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, isn't he happy that the marriage is over? Yeah. Cause now we can go back and be like, Hey, you know, I love you. And you know, I mean, yeah. he left because the marriage was going to work. I just think it's, it's weird that he like, he won't like act on his love. I thought he left for this new girl because he's married. Uh, the, but the first time, but the first time he left, I didn't think he was leaving because the marriage wasn't working. He was leaving to go sell chocolate, wasn't he? But he was, he was, was a, leaving to find, he was leaving to find something new. But also, like he wanted, I, I maybe I mis misinterpreted that. Like he, I mean, he just leaves. It seems like he was leaving to find something better. Hmm. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I maybe I. I mean, it's I like was, she didn't read the letters. She didn't. Uh, right. I got that part of it, but I thought he was sort of still, you know, like, well, you know, this like this sucks, but you know, I am married, so because he's definitely very loyal to her throughout the rest of the mm. film until he ends it. Yeah. Not not you know not counting the part where he makes out with the girl. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm wrong on that, but I yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Like he, yeah. like he's. I'd have to go back and rewatch, which I never will. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, John, I'm sorry to have ruined your week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's not all your fault. It's the uh, letterbox roulette mainly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I you know, walk in the clouds was. I'll I'll give it this. It was. Uh, it wasn't difficult to get through or anything. I was just like, I mean, I just took a lot of notes. I was like, oh, this is another ridiculous thing I got to write down. Mm. <laughs> Um, and Pride of Prejudice was a real chore, you know. Mm. Like I was sitting, I was watching on my iPad. I was just like, "Oh God, this this fucking thing gonna end." <laughs> uh, it's really long too. It's like two hours long. Oh, brutal, brutal. Well, ratings. I'm gonna give it a two. Really? Gonna, uh... Yeah, it's not as bad as Pride and Prejudice, but it's okay. pretty bad. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a three. It's, it's fine and inoffensive in a fine way. Yeah, I'm going three as well. Ugh, you guys are out of your minds. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, the difference between a two and a three is like, it might be the biggest difference between any stars. For me, because the two is like in the trash can, and a three is like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> So. I don't know how I feel like, about this movie. Yeah, 
I feel like a three, you know, is like right in the middle and it can go either way, you know. Um, for two and a half in the middle, but Kevin, I, (laughs) I, I'm going to suggest this. You don't have to to take me up on it. I might do this if you don't. Um, this is a remake of an Italian film from the forties, I believe. Uh, and that should be your next deep dive or it's going to be my next deep dive. You know, no, no. (laughs) What? This is a remake. Yeah. Walk in the clouds is a remake. Oh, Please don't do that. Don't even joke about that, dude. I don't want to watch another fucking one of these. Oh, <laughs> this is I, gross. I have. Did you get the this the names of the screenwriters for this? Really threw me for yeah. a loop, and I legitimately misread their names. Uh, Robert Mark Kamen? No. Well, there are like six. <laughs> this guy wrote Fifth um, Element, man. No, Mark Miller and Harvey uh, Weitzman. <laughs> I. Yeah. I what? legit I legit read Mark Miller as Mark Millar, who's my least favorite comic book writer ever. Oh. Come and on, Harvey Weitzman as Harvey Weinstein. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? JR, you need to get You're your eyes checked. Ridiculous. I no, I, I immediately <laughs> went to the letterbox page and I was like, did I see this wrong? And of course I did see it wrong. Jay's like Which is good. He's like, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I was like, Harvey Weinstein was writing movies then? Okay, I knew he had like an editorial uh, hand in these movies, but right. damn. You know what's crazy is that Mark Robert Mark Kamen has two more films that are on my list of potential deep dives. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a double Kamen. <laughs> double Kamen. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see after the letterbox roulette. Um... So let's do Letterboxd right. Roulette. Uh, we're looking at uh, Keanu Reeves, Aitana Sanchez-Gihon, Anthony Quinn, Angelica Aragon, Evangelina Elizondo, and Deborah Messer. Yeah. Somehow Giancarlo not in the top six. Just crazy. Yeah, I know. That is bizarre, mm. isn't it? How ridiculous is that? Like, Deborah Messing is in two fucking scenes in this great, movie. Great anyway. scenes, though. Yeah, this movie sucks. All right, so let's uh, roll. What we got? One. So Keanu. Oh, this will be interesting. Mm. I think uh, we know who's going to win this one. Not me. <laughs> I don't know. Do we know who's going to win this one? It'll probably be Jr. Jr. always wins. Um, and just so everyone knows that the name of the movie. Didn't we talk what? about this? Oh, we already talked about this on a previous episode about how many of these movies we've seen, and you did beat me. Wait, so we've done Keanu before. No, we haven't done Keanu, but we talked. Oh, like last episode. It might have been on the last yeah, episode. We, we talked. We talked about who had seen more Keanu stuff, and you had seen like seven, four or seven more, or something d- like that. Then roll, roll again. Catch up roll again. No, I mean, you, it is what it is. You've, d- you've seen Resurrections, and I don't think Jr. has. I could be wrong. No, I've you, seen he has twenty-eight that. films. He's in the thirties. He's in. Dude, the 30s. roll again. Wait. Ooh. Okay, let's roll. What you saw twenty-eight. Kevin's actually seen. I've seen twenty nine. I've seen twenty eight. I'll see. Kevin's even ahead of me. I don't get this because we'd still both lose to Jr. Though. (laughs) Okay, it's one again. This app blows. Dude, you gotta get a new one. It's dude. Are you serious? What the fuck? Okay, here we go. What is it? Six. So it's Deborah Messing. This will be interesting. (laughs) I've never seen Will and Grace. Is that on here? It should not be. Sorry. So again, I am super. Well. 
super low on while, while we're looking at numbers uh the movie that a walk in the clouds is based on is called four steps in the clouds from 1942 directed by alessandro blazetti uh, mm. just so everyone knows what Come movie out. we're watching next no 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 <laughs> you can't be serious I'm, dude. i'm definitely not okay mm. good I'm um, super low on this uh, on Deborah Messing as well, dude. Deborah Messing was in this Jesus movie uh, from '99. It's like a TV movie about Jesus, but Gary Oldman is in it playing Pontius Pilate. What? It's pretty cool. Son. Jeremy Sisto plays see Jesus. Wow, little bit. Ooh, that's yikes. disgusting. Okay, well, uh, I'm I'm at a I'm at a comfortable four for Deborah Messing. <laughs> One. <laughs> Willing. <laughs> JR? I'm at five. I'm embarrassed to say. Five! <laughs> I've seen Mikhail's Navy. I don't know what to tell you. I've seen Mikhail's Navy. And both Woody Allen movies and Along Came Polly. I've, I seen, I've seen Celebrity. What is the other Woody Hollywood Allen movie? Hollywood ending? I've not seen that. I've seen Celebrity and Along Came Polly and A Walk in the Clouds and Mikhail's Navy. And I never saw searching or irresistible and now i feel like i should have because i'd be winning which one of you saw the mothman prophecies uh not me neither of us should should we is that the only one you've seen no no you've seen a walk in the clouds yes (laughs) sorry mark pelling mark pellington directed mothman prophecies he did arlington road have you guys seen arlington oh yeah it's been a million years but i used to like that movie a lot that was my i used to like my high school friend cohen that was like one of his VHS tapes that he was obsessed with, and we and you it. have seen it, Jr. Yeah, we've watched it a few times. Okay, it's you haven't logged it. It's not logged. Oh shit! Oh, fun. Yeah, it's not marked as watched. Oh, okay. So you're gonna want to get on that immediately. Oh, that that sounds <laughs> like a deep a dive. Embarrassing. Well, Maybe. Uh, well, I mean, false. We've all seen it, so <laughs> it might actually be on my list somewhere, but. I got like a hundred movies on my yeah. list now. Angelo Battlementi did the score. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so for my oh you know we need to uh, <laughs> we just did the roller. Forget about the movie we have to watch. Um, the number is sixteen fifty five for Letterbox Roulette. Sixteen fifty five. So, get to it. I'm trying to get to it as quickly as possible. Yeah. I don't know how to, though. JR will beat me. I won't. My computer's being slow. I'm going as fast as I can, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 1655. I'm on the page before it. It's on page 17. Got it. It is Fox and His Friends. Ooh. Which oh, actually nice. works perfectly, because this is on my uh, letterbox. I mean, my Criterion Watch uh Challenge thing. Same. So. That's some uh, some fast bender. Nice, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we will be watching. Uh, Kevin and I will be watching Fox and His Friends, the Rainer <coughs> Werner fast bender film from 1975, as uh, our Letterbox Roulette punishment film. <laughs> I still like to call it a punishment film, even though you know I want to watch this. Mm. And for our deep dive next time it is my pick right i'm not jumping ahead here i don't want to step on anybody's toes i'll tell you i'm really be i'm between two 
and one of them is going to be really easy breezy watch and one of them is going to be a very very difficult watch <laughs> okay sounds and we great. just had an easy breezy watch right not for Didn't you we, jr <laughs> for for some of us yes yeah oh man i hate to do it but i'm gonna go against something i said earlier too when i said i usually don't choose films i haven't seen but i haven't seen this it's been on my watch list forever and i was just reading about it the other day and i was just like ah, i really gotta we gotta watch this <laughs> it's a movie called um time to kill it's not a time to kill the schumacher film it's a giuliano montaldo montaldo film starring nicholas cage from 1989 which apparently is just absolutely abrasive um plot wise and it also has Giancarlo Giannini in it so that's good um yeah so we're gonna check this thing out (laughs) it's on YouTube maybe this will also um, be like Encanto (laughs) wouldn't that be fun (laughs) I don't know I don't know how it's gonna be like Encanto at all um but anyways uh yeah, so we'll be watching Time to Kill. There are two copies of this, actually. Two, um, I'm assuming they're like VHS rips on YouTube. But if, JR, if you want to try to find something better, I don't know that this has ever been on Blu-ray. It's obvious. It's apparently on DVD. It's got the Amazon. Have you? Here, but. So did you, you, you said you read the synopsis on Letterboxd, right? Oh, it's, yeah. I've read like seven or eight reviews on Letterboxd, too, that are very this scathing. This is not, they do not this like is not it. professional. <laughs> like the... This is like a rambling, grammatically incorrect. Oh, the, yeah, it's poor, like, poorly written. Yeah, he also wound her when yeah. he shot to a wild animal. He also wound her when yeah. he shot to a wild animal. Uh, right. When he okay. finally reaches the and hospital, later kills her to avoid further pain. When he finally reaches the hospital, he realizes he probably gets probably leprosy. <laughs> he realizes he gets probably leprosy. He realizes he gets probably leprosy. Yeah, it's well, a bad someone, synopsis. Someone needs but, to fix this. Um, but I'll tell you, I am. My interest is peaked. I don't know if Nicolas Cage wasn't in it, I would be less interested. But I just feel like that's he's, it's such a weird. Like he's not nobody in 1989. You know what mm. I mean? Like he's done some stuff. It seems like an odd choice. <laughs> well, he's an odd fellow. But I'm in. He certainly is. Cool. All uh, right. So we're gonna watch Time to Kill. Uh, Tempo di uccidere Derdi Terry. Um, and uh thank you and until next time you can uh visit our website at filmiacpodcast.com check us out on instagram i just posted a pic of us recording in a room full of balloons on instagram (laughs) and uh, wait is that check that out okay okay never mind jay are you unaware that you that we're all in a room full of balloons we're i'm not on my view uh, well, I'm not on my view either, but on my big view of everybody, it's be- us before three before you got on the call, I enabled together mode just to see what it would look like, but then I turned it off for myself. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, well, I didn't realize. There, I thought it was just for me. I thought it would only be for me. But no, man, it's there. I can see it, and it looks glorious. <laughs> Anyways, you can you can also see it if you go to uh, Instagram at Filmyak Podcast. 
And uh, remember to always uh, rate us and whatever. Subscribe. I don't know what you're supposed to do with podcasts. I don't. Who cares, you know? I do the podcast because it's fun. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about listens. Do you guys? No. No, we're not interested in monetizing. We're we want to, uh, we want to keep it, keep it. Chill. We're screaming into the void, and we want to keep it that way. Mm. Exactly, just chilled out, brothers and sisters. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time, right here on the Filmiac Podcast. Bye bye. And I am not not recording.